everybody. I'm Lex Lutz, and welcome to Cape Side Chats. I'm here with Simon, who is my number one fan. That's the best thing. I've... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Simon is the host of Ravens and the Mighty 90s and the Mighty Ravens now, which is expanded. That's what we're under. He is awesome and British, and even though he likes red vines, I let him have a pass on that. I do. I let him have a pass. All right. How you doing, Simon? That was good. That was good. I I told Pete, I I will tell people I pressured you to yes. give a big intro because I always give you the, the big intro on our podcast. So this is the first time I think I've ever been introduced, also, because I'm always the one introducing. So it was good. And yes, red vines. I enjoy them. Mm, no, okay. Twizzlers. Team Twizzlers. Let us know. This is a this is a discussion going on with Ravens. And uh let's extend it to Cape Side Chats. I Tell think it's, I feel like Dawson would be a red vine guy. Yeah. He fucking would. That's okay. Pacey. Pacey is team team Twizzlers. They're so wet though. <laughs> right? I don't like that description of them, but they're uh, moist. They're moist. When you have a red vine, it's like dry you know what you're doing it does kind of it's paste like plastic your mouth, but... it's like plastic you're describing eating oh i can't do it i can't do it again we can't get into it go listen to what was it season two episode 19 of ravens and you'll hear us yell at each other about that <laughs> well yes i'm good how are things with you pretty good pretty good you know it's very hot here i don't know how bad it is there but you know i'm in the south so it's raining here and it's meant to be summer but we're officially two weeks away from covid freedom is what they're calling it freedom day here on the 19th of july which coincidentally is my birthday is uh is the day of all of the restrictions of going like no masks no social distancing nothing people can just do whatever they want which terrifies me to be honest (laughs) i'm still wearing a mask i have to say and i'm vaccinated i i am other than that though i i go out but it's like when i'm when i'm inside in a place like if i go in a coffee shop or you know if i have to go in somewhere i have to drop something off ups whatever i still wear a mask and i and i know they say you don't have to but this these variants and stuff i don't know so wait, what, what's the deal in, in America? Is it state by state or is it just it like is state? Yeah, it's state by state, although the national mask mandate has been lifted if you're vaccinated, if, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and now even in states, there are different counties that do different things. So it's like whatever. Um, so some places are now saying like we would rather you wear a mask coming into like if they're a local business or whatever but they're not forcing it right and what are the levels like like the covid levels we mean le- we don't have levels like that i get <laughs> i guess because it's, it's easier for us because we're we're a smaller country i guess but we have like daily death rate daily infection rate daily uh oh. vaccine like i think the lowest we yeah. got down to is Maybe we had one. I think we've had one day where there was zero deaths. I might have that wrong. It might be that there was one, but we're at about 15 deaths a day at the moment and about 2,000 people in hospital. But there's only, you know, 
60 million people in our country in england i think it's like 80 million in the uk but right. you don't have you don't have it like that right we're at you know over 300 so yes so so no like i i don't know the rates and everything like that i only keep track like and honestly i can't follow the news with it like it gets too heavy for me mm-hmm. so i'm like eh, i just kind of I keep an eye out if like there's a variant that's messed up or something, you know. But I guess this is the perfect segue because where we would all want to live in an ideal world is Cape Side, right? Where COVID doesn't exist. Yeah. None of these bad things exist. Just drama. I mean, bad so things. Yeah, yeah, bad yeah. things exist, but not not the same types of bad things this season just had so much so much drama mm-hmm. it's like they put it into fifth gear and then it just never came down so wait mm-hmm. fir- firstly before we before we start i just have to say if you're new to this on my instagram simon podcast there'll be a link below and link to to lex's instagram and lex and matt's excellent adventure the mighty ravens the ravens all of that stuff all of our podcasting social links will be below but on my instagram every single episode i've been doing live commentary as i've watched every episode of season two and season one but it's all saved on my highlights so if you want to go back and check it out it's there um i think i i think i'm doing okay it's kind of a hard thing i've never i've never seen anyone do this before i kind of just make it up as i go but i it's fun and it's great to interact with uh you know the followers and listeners and friends and people on there and uh everyone's so great they don't spoil me with anything and i get so many messages when i've got something right with a prediction Mm -hmm. or something or when i've got it horribly wrong which happened a few times in this season um yeah it's great i mean how do you find it uh, knowing everything that you know and then it's, seeing that stuff i'd imagine it's fun if you're like if you've never seen it as well and like you're like oh that's an interesting prediction well, here's my prediction it's way more fun so to watch someone who has never seen it do this so you know, I mean, it's the same way that you, you, the dynamic that you and Dom have, like how exciting it is to see Dom's reactions to these big things that happen on One Tree Hill. Um, but yeah, it's it's really fun to like, and I I enjoy checking in with it. I was actually like, I was away in Maryland, and I you, I think you started watching it back up because you had to take a break, and I was like, oh shit, what's he on? What's it? like? It was just, it was a lot of fun. Well, it's uh yeah, so much more, so much more to go. And uh yeah, so much happened this season. I I've said already. I mean, you're I know... technically you're a third of the way through the show though. Right, which means we're a third of the way through this podcast at the end mm-hmm. of this because we're doing one per season. And so if anyone's listening to this without seeing the first one, the first episode is available on YouTube and then on all podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, everywhere under the mighty ravens like lex said which is the the umbrella that houses you know these shows and uh yeah so you'll find the audio of this and and the video here um but we're gonna have to do a seventh episode because we need to do at the end of it one tree hill 
comparison to Dawson's Creek and talk about yes. it, like talk about the and, difference in legacy, the difference in creation, all of it, because it's that's so interesting. And, and we're going to discuss that, especially this season as we go. Like, I think there are a lot of similarities um, and we're going to have some polling that you guys can participate in that are going to be similarities between specifically season two of One Tree Hill and season two of Dawson's Creek. So I, yeah, I'm, I'm fully on board with that. That's awesome. Like for sure. But it is interesting to be like, Oh no, you're, you're like a third of the way through the show. Like you got, you got through season two. <laughs> so season two is, first of all, let's just start with this. Season two is twice as long pretty much as the first season. Did you feel okay with that? Like, did you feel like that it was too long? Was it just long? Like, was it okay? Was it more what you're used to? Because One Tree Hill has always been roughly the same amount of episodes per season. I think this one was 22. Usually One Tree Hill does 22, 23. Yeah, it was 22. Um, 22, yeah. I think I think what surprised me the most is, um, and I guess in a phrase, is that I fucking loved it. Like, <laughs> all of it like i i couldn't get enough and there's kind of this odd uh, generally i was watching it at about half six in the morning uh because i i was timing it with my son's first nap like he would wake mm-hmm. up and then i'd like rock him to sleep and he'd go down and then i'd have this like 45 minute window and so it's kind of an odd thing watching tv that early in the morning i think you were like a bit more emotional than normal mm-hmm. it's like you know if you watch tv or movies on a plane they say that the altitude like makes you a bit more and the fear of death Whoa. because you're like thirty thousand feet in the air you know oh interesting <laughs> i think yeah. it makes you a bit so yeah i found i just really i really enjoyed it i think that if i wasn't doing it for instagram i would have got through it so much Agreed. quicker yeah. um but because what I didn't what I never wanted to do was to start posting about it and then have to stop because like our, you know our son is crying or because I've got a, something come up with work or what or I just fall asleep or something or whatever so there's a bit more pressure to be alert and to have this exact slot um but I think it was kind of nice in a way because it spread it out a bit longer I mean it's probably taken me about a month maybe something like that roughly yeah but i think that if i was able to just watch it in bed and watch like three in a row at night i think uh, i would have got it done in like a couple of weeks but i mean what, what do you think about the length of the season i mean i think it's great it's what i i'm used to i always forget that that first season is shorter and to, when i and when i go back and watch i'm like oh yeah it's only 13 episodes because every season after is this it's this like 22 roughly episodes per season so yeah um I think the length is great I think it works really well there doesn't feel like a lot of filler and I don't think season two suffers in the way that One Tree Hill suffers in season two like comparing them I know we have a lot of listeners who are who are Ravens listeners jumping over to this so I think that's a and you know there are a lot of you said at one point that like One Tree Hill kind of steals stuff from the show oh, and so yeah, much they do. They do. so much i think what i'm concerned about and it is a concern is that i've seen one tree hill so many times i think this is technically like 
I think it's my sixth rewatch for the podcast mm-hmm. and we watch every episode twice. So it's really yep. like six and seven, you know, yep. and, uh, and I love it, but and it, but it's taking, it's taking a long time. It's not like when you watch it normally and you get through it quite quickly. And uh, with, I've been enjoying Dawson's Creek more than I have been One Tree Hill, but I think it's because it's new. I don't know what's going to happen. There's yeah. been so many twists and turns and, character changes and it's like I have no I no idea and you kind of forget that uh allure of being a first-time viewer like it's hard for me to remember what it was like with One Tree Hill as a first-time viewer because it was right. like 10 years ago or something like that so uh I yeah I I mean and then there's times where there's like episodes in particular and there's so many in this season where I was like oh I wish we were doing full podcast episodes for each one but yeah no I mean how you prefer Dawson's Creek to One Tree Hill right you see it as the OG I do for me it is it's the first one that I watched the first one that I really got into um that it's hard to say like because I love One Tree Hill so much. Um, it, it, it's hard to be like, oh, I love Dawson's Creek more. But I mean, I usually do. I usually prefer it, I think. Um, and I think what, what it comes down to is at the end of the day, and I think I talked about this in the first episode, is it's the most relatable of them. Of like being, it's more grounded. It's more, and it, it maintains that, you know. Um, One Tree Hill gets insane, you know. <laughs> In, in a great way, in a really fun way, and to to be on twice, almost twice as long as as Dawson's Creek was, you have to. But yeah, there's just something about this show. It's like, it's cozy. It's it's like a you know, and I, and I think it'd be it's going to be hard for you to judge how you feel about it versus One Tree Hill until after you've watched it again. I think that's mm-hmm. going to be a big factor because you've seen, like you were saying, it's new to you. But you've seen One Tree Hill numerous times, so it's it's hard to compare the two. But it's a solid rewatch. Dawson's Creek rewatch, like it's it's one of my comfort shows to rewatch, like One Tree Hill. I've I thought that already. I thought <laughs> oh, I look. I'm looking forward to rewatching this and having the mm-hmm. the comfort of just being able to like you know binge through them. I will say uh, what's in what I think is interesting as well is that. The big pull for me with One Tree Hill was the sport element. Like it mm-hmm. influenced me personally into me playing basketball, coaching basketball and things with my career and things that, you know, been over on, you know, in detail on, on Ravens. And I think what's an interesting time period is I haven't played basketball for about a year and a half because of COVID. Like the, our, our season ended and then COVID started. And I've ha- I've been struggling to play. Like I'm able to play again now, but right. I don't want to. I've kind of lost wanting to do it because I've got into other things and podcasting and you know family and whatever. I and for and maybe it's maybe it's a fear of COVID and close contact sport. I don't know. I yeah. I think a lot of us are, are having you know COVID anxiety or, or PTSD. We definitely have something going on. So that's that's a huge factor as well for sure i'm sure eventually i'll get over that and get back into it but it's interesting because i'm i'm not having that interest at the moment and that's something that's kind of synonymous with like my personality or or identity or it was for a few years you know there when now i don't have that 
and the drama of Dawson's Creek and the emotion is kind of more, it's been an emotional year, you know, for everybody. Mm -hmm. And so I don't know, it seems to kind of tie in with the time. And then you actually said when we were just like messaging about how you like the idea that I'm watching it like while like uh, my while my son is like sleeping it's kind of like gonna always be synonymous with that time period Mm -hmm. of like remembering him being you know six months old and it being you know putting him to it's kind of like uh connecting to like a special time period that makes the show more than personally special when my brother would get up with my my oldest niece so his first first daughter um first child he he got, would get up with her in the same way like and he's like I don't know what to do like we didn't grow up around babies I was the youngest but there was like an eight-year age difference so he wasn't quite old enough eight almost nine year age difference he wasn't quite old enough to like take care of me in that way when I was a little baby so he's like I don't know what to do with this baby so <laughs> he, he he would sit on the couch and he would just tell her star wars scene by scene (laughs) and things like that so like i i think that you have those yeah those associations and it's very it's very cool um and i think it's going to be a sentimental viewing for that reason and i view boston's creek in a very sentimental way as well but for totally different reasons so it's kind of cool that you have that yeah no i'm i'm loving it I'm loving it. What um how how do you want to how do you want to dissect this then? How do you want to do it? Okay. Well, last time we did character by character, which by the way, we do have season 2 out for display here. This Excellent. is the cover. I know you're big on can I show you? Yeah, that's safe. I don't know why I would question it, but notice that Jack and Andy are on here. Yeah. So Oh, would you like to talk about the core for one of the core four, or would you like to talk about our new characters, which are Jack and Andy? Oh, I don't know. You choose. <laughs> um, I almost want to talk about Jen early because I think that Jen starts in a very, very rough place. By the end of the season, though, you love her. Do we? Do though? you? Yes. <laughs> yeah i'm joking i can't i come round to jen i come round yeah. to by by the end i yeah i think you need this season jen i think you need the crash and burn i mean she crashes hard in this season and she needs it too like you feel that she needs to go through the worst of the worst to lose everything kind of thing to put you in this like position of you know, because because like it sounds bad, but like what what purpose does her character serve when she's not the object of Dawson's desire? She's thinking this too, you know. Yeah, he's not the girl he wants anymore. She so like what is her place in all of this? Well, she finds her place as a friend, as a granddaughter. Um, you know, her once again struggling with religion, continual like storyline um i i like jen more in season three i will say i'm watching season three now so i'm like it's jen but like (laughs) but uh, and you're you know you're going to it's going to be interesting to see i just i will tell you in advance that much like one tree hill my favorite seasons of dawson's creek three and four 
Mm. Well, I can't, I don't, I don't know which one I will rank higher as we, as we podcast about it. I will figure that out, I guess, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, so, so it was a struggle to watch Jen this season. And that's why I'm like, let's kind of, uh, you know, I think Jen and Andy are the two most difficult characters to watch this season for lack of a better word, you know? Yeah, for sure. I I think Jen is, is Dawson Creek's Peyton, right? It's kind of like they're yes. that polarizing character and sort of goes against the grain. I, I think that my, where she started out, I've forgotten the guy's name, Billy. Wait, it was it was Billy this season or season? No, Chris is the guy this season. Chris, oh God, oh, I hate that. I hate that guy. Yes, that guy, which by the way, we can just address the weird crossover of Chris. For those who don't know, Chris, the guy, the actor who plays him, Jason Bear, is the lead on Roswell, which was either filming or happening at the same time because he's wearing the necklace from Roswell. If you've seen Roswell, you know, it's only three seasons. It's a good show. I like it. I bought this because I am a Roswell fan. I bought this as like a teenager, but it also ends up being a Dawson's Creek prop because um, right. it, it, he's wearing it on the show. For, there's, they never explain. I'm like, why is he wearing an alien symbol <laughs> on Dawson's Creek? He's an alien on Roswell. He's one of the aliens that like lands in the forties and then wakes up years later or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's super weird. His character on, on Roswell is amazing. So it's hard for me to see him as Chris because Chris is unbearable. The only redeeming qualities that Chris has, and I wouldn't even really call it that is that compared to Abby at times, he's not as cruel. Oh, Abby. That's it. Oh, yes. Abby. We will just, I guess we can kind of discuss Abby because Abby and Jen are the same thing. Like, I, I mean, you did not see, I know you didn't see that coming because no one saw Abby dying coming. It, oh, my God. Oh, well, that was a whole thing in itself because yes. I got so That's a big angry. part of Jen's arc as well. Like, death for the first time and, or not, not for the first time, obviously, her grandfather died, but it's different when one, like, a classmate or something dies i don't know if that happened to you in high school or anything like that but it did with us and it was like you know the same things that happen on the show happened in real life where they were like you didn't know her you, you know you can't say this about her but, you know things i didn't know the girl that died but like it was a thing like i watched people lose it over everything yeah i mean that's it's super rough i i think it's like not to say it's I get what you're saying I think with like grandparents it's kind of like you feel okay it's kind of it's not expected but it's more expected it's like nature taking its course you mm -hmm. know like and uh, it's unfortunate but you know it happens to every to us all eventually but when it's with somebody young it's like well this that's not supposed to happen you know this yeah. is it's like a shock that comes with it uh, as well as you know the the grief and trauma and everything but I think that <laughs> with the abby thing i had got so angry so angry uh, mm -hmm. i think it was actually i made a reel out of it it was actually at the point it's about midway through the season where she is running for like school president or yes. whatever and Against she just Andy. yeah and, and she just starts spouting off about andy's mum and hereditary 
you know mental illnesses and all this stuff and so i put something like expel this bitch from the planet i want her dead mm-hmm. and then put like robert de niro in from the untouchable saying he was going to mm-hmm. kill her family and stuff and then who knows seven episodes later she's dead <laughs> i was watching that going Simon. it's okay though it was funny uh yeah the kids are fucking cruel the things that are just casually said about Joey in particular, like, and her family situation, I'm like, what? How is this? How is this not? And, you know, Andy gets it too. I don't know if it's a small town thing or what, but they seem extra cruel. Um, but yeah, Abby, Abby and Jen pairing up like they do in the beginning of the season and everything like that, I thought was really fun to watch, even though it was destructive. Um, and then I think that Abby dying messes with Jen in that sense of like, oh, I could die. Like, like this, what I'm doing is dangerous. Like, yes, it was an accident how Abby died, but like, and it wasn't Jen's fault or any, you know, she tried to get her, she tried to go in. But at the same time, like, you're both drunk. You're both like, nobody's around to help you. You're, you're, it's no one's fault, but you are in a high risk situation, so to speak. So I'm sure that that's in Jen's head at the end of the day and is kind of a thing that's messing with her. Yeah. I mean, it, it actually, it affected me like not when it actually, when it happened, it didn't affect me, but like the aftermath of it in, in the way that I was thinking when I was that age, I did all kinds of dumb things with my friends, like all kinds of things like that, you know, like, uh, and things where it would have only taken a slip or a a slight accident and, and that, and it happens, you know, and sometimes think how lucky we are that things didn't turn out that way. And then the one other thing I was just going to add is that the pairing of Abby and Jen reminds me of the pairing of, Brooke and Rachel which which could feel that there's not only is there a lot that sort of take I mean when we'll talk about the locker thing but that is ridiculous like I don't know how they got away with that is that because some of the writers transferred over I have no idea I do not know I mean I would be a writer or I, I would be pissed if I was a writer on Dawson's Creek and saw that and saw them yeah. doing the same shit like that. Um, I mean, it was even like it was in red, like it was the same. Uh, yeah, I mean, everything else around it was different. You know, the character wasn't actually get Peyton wasn't actually gay. Um, how Peyton handled it was very different from how Jack handled it, but the incident itself was the same. So yeah. Um, but that Jack yes, storyline I mean. was so powerful. And to get, can I can I just yep. add in? I know I'm sorry. I know it's supposed to be on Jen, but can I just add in? It's that, okay. We'll we'll skip around. It's it's a, a lot. Uh, well, yeah. I I thought I remembered a spoiler. Okay, I was gonna oh. wait. I was gonna wait to bring it up on on the podcast. Okay, uh, but I didn't think it was gonna happen. I thought it was gonna happen like later in the show. So. The thing with the spoiler is, is you you can't be mad at it. You personally can't be mad at it because it was from you. Oh, cool. (laughs) What did I do? From years 
ago years ago so uh as people know i i the way that we met was because i was a, a fan and a listener of rivercourt and that i'm i haven't listened to it since we've been doing ravens because i mm-hmm. try not to listen to anything one tree hill so i yeah. don't so i keep my like own perspective i don't like just regurgitate what someone else has said but i remember you saying something with ryan about one of the characters uh becoming gay in dawson's creek or not becoming yeah. gay you know coming out as gay and right, it, being, right, right. it being like a twist and in my head i thought i had remembered it as pacey and i was like uh-huh I was like, I don't, I don't see that. Like, I don't right. think, I mean, that would be a huge twist if that happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was kind of, so I was going to mention it to you on this episode, thinking that it would happen in season three, four, five, whatever. And then I was, uh, and then suddenly when Jack was reading the poem and I was like, hang on a minute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And then I thought maybe it was actually going to twist and it was going to be, he read the poem and then Pacey heard the poem and then it sort of maybe mm-hmm. triggered some subconscious thing within him. Uh, but it didn't go no, that Pacey's way. Pacey's just an awesome fucking ally. Oh man, so good. Pacey is like the best, the best character. You can see why I'm like, oh, he's my like he's like one of my favorites of the show. Because he's he's my favorite now. Yeah. Season one, he's he's really fun. Like he's the fun guy. Uh, and then he has the the drama of tomorrow. But this season, it's like Pacey is stepping the fuck up as a person. Like he is becoming an amazing person. And then they reveal more about his background. Um, you know, they kind of did with with Doug, with his brother. Like they kind of show like his brother's the golden boy and he's the fuck up and, you know, that kind of dynamic. But I really think you're talking about individual episodes we could have discussed the father-son boat trip episode could have been one that we like individually could have discussed because it was so good um but okay so let's so jen (laughs) jen ends (laughs) because we're it's just kind of because like honestly this isn't like a peak jen season but how do you feel about Jen and Graham's having their split and then it being like Jack comes into the mix as well. It was because a good way. Jack is, is by the end of this season, um, Jack is kind of facing what a lot of young gay, queer, like, you know, any like under the umbrella of LGBTQ kids face, which is they have no one. They lose everything because they come out and who they are. So I'm 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 curious as to what you think of that. I I was really happy that he was. It made sense. I didn't see it coming mm-hmm. that he was gonna, uh, you know, live with uh, with Jen and Grams. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that Grams sounds weird in my accent. By the way, I'm hearing it. It sounds better as. I would, well, maybe I don't. I don't know if it sounds different for the way that I say it versus you, because I'm I'm only hearing it my voice. But you're the way you say it doesn't sound weird to me. I think that so in in the UK we call our like grandmothers. We do we shorten it to Nan N A N. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I'm gonna go see my Nan. 
And I think that sounds like the equivalent. I'm going to see my grams. I'm going to go see my nan. Uh, grams is not super common though. Just oh, okay. No, that's that's not a common one. It's usually grandma, depending on where you are, nana. Um, those are the two that I always grew up with. And then I had, because um, I have like an Italian family on my mother's side, it was mumum. And that's okay. what my nieces and nephews call my mom now. They call her mumum. And it mumum and pop up. Um, but like my my grandmother on my father's side is is either grandma for me but everyone else in the family because like they're in indiana or whatever like they're in the midwest they call her nana so like it's it's different everywhere i guess i see that (laughs) well if anyone is from the area like where they're from like boston it like cape cod area is grams common there i want to know that i i genuinely like let us know because i'm curious yeah let's find out well i think they developed her character so much better this season i think now that we and i think this often happens with shows that we sort of learn the characters and then you can see how they were sort of working the characters out at the beginning of like the first sort of season and so now that we know her better it feels Mm -hmm. like uh like her racism that that happened at the beginning of season one it feels like it feels a bit out of place it feels like they put it in yeah. for sort of shock value where it doesn't feel like it marries up with the character that we have now like she seems a lot more loving like still we could imagine you know being you know yes okay she's super religious and uh you know probably i don't know what the right term is to say but a little bit like you could okay it wouldn't be shocking but it was so um outspoken and and blatant you know in season Mm -hmm. one like i could imagine it being a little bit more of like closeted racism not saying that that's acceptable Mm -hmm. in any way but uh, more subtle yeah more subtle yeah um and it could have been more of a point of hey uh that she says a comment and then that's a point that gets picked up later as in hey this isn't cool you know you got to learn from this so on and so forth and it sort of rounded off but they didn't do that they kind of left it I mean they, they did kind of circle in that she then ends up delivering the the baby but it still didn't really get to a point of oh I was wrong for saying that so on and so forth um I don't know what do you think I think that it is left that way um, I agree. They, I, I mean, yeah, she delivers the baby, but whatever. This doesn't absolve her of the bullshit. I yeah. think that the thing that, if we want to say the growth of her character, is that she ends up being. So Ty is a character that oh, Jen yeah. dates, who's a fucking douchebag, yes. very religious. She she just stays douchebags this season. That's that's just it, unfortunately. Um, um, and by the way, I think the Jack and Jen dynamic is particularly like makes the most sense to me because she is not like, it's not foreign to her. She's from a city, like she has more culture. She has more outside stuff. So she's just like, oh yeah, okay. He's gay. Like whatever, you know, but to people like grands who have grown up in a small town that might be, and Thai, that's more difficult for them. Now mm-hmm. the the things that Ty says have been said to me, basically. Like, 
so very accurate, very accurate description of, of homophobia within the context of, you know, religious people. I thought that Graham's, when she steps up to Ty in that moment of saying like, you can't judge him. You can't say that. That's God's decision. Like how she, she bites back and is basically like, kind of like, get the fuck out of here. I think that that is not something that season one Graham sort of done. And I think that that is Jen's influence. And I think it's from incidents like the birthing episode and everything like that, where she's just wearing, wearing the bigotry down. Now I'm not saying they're, they're two very separate issues that have two very, you know, like, like, I don't want to, I don't want to say like, oh, it's all, you can just lump it all together. It's totally different and it intersects in different ways in, in life. But, you know, I think that that was a good sign of her growth as a person and being more accepting and being more open and being like, maybe I don't know what's actually going on in the world because I have, I do live in a small town. There is a lot of things I haven't seen or don't understand. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. And it's a complete turnaround by the end. And the episode where she's going to go out on a date for like the first time since, you know, the, the, the grandpa had passed away and yeah. they the, did her hair up and all of that stuff. And then she got stood up because the guy was actually married and was a douchebag. So she was following the trend of that Jen was setting of dating douchebags. But yeah, but that was uh, so sweet. Like how yeah. Jen took care of her and was like, getting all fancy and messing with her <laughs> yeah that was like an endearing episode to their relationship yeah. but also to to grams and seeing that she's vulnerable and she's lonely and actually she craves you know being with someone a companionship yeah. and so i think it it's been it's been good development and i think they needed that blowout or that big mm-hmm. argument and the time apart to come back to reconcile in a way like the when jen said at the end you know i've got three conditions mm-hmm. and and basically being you have to accept me for who i am as i accept yeah. you for who you are you know paraphrasing i mean Which, that's really what a, important what a thing for a 16 year old jen is so wise that's the thing that i i do really love about her is that she she fucks up a lot and she's very flawed as a person she recognizes it and she has these moments of wisdom that none of the other characters really have. And for as self-aware as they are, for the hyperbole and the way that they speak and everything like that, the characters her age, like Jen is the one who she will say things and see things. She'll see things that other people around don't see. Like she sees how in love Joey is with Dawson in the beginning. You know, she she just, there's something like, she's got like that empath or something going on there. And that yeah that where she's like you have to accept me as i am and i'll accept you as you are is just beautiful to me yeah yeah it's it's a really good character journey and the fact that she is flawed is more relatable because yeah actually there are parts of her storyline that are probably the most relatable to what i was like growing up not like yeah. you know uh there's actually so many parts of this season that I could personally relate to that was actually like, Oh, now I'm like, I now I'm going to spend the whole day remembering things that related to my own 
uh, experiences in in adolescence. Um, I I spoke about this. I won't I won't go into it in depth here because I've spoken about it before. But the the uh, the Jack situation of him having these rumors going around with him mm-hmm. uh, in school it's about the rumors. His... No, sorry, <laughs> I had to I had to bring it up because it's the way she says the rumors. So many times. Rumors. She says rumors so many times. There should be a a hoodie, some sort of merch hoodie for game. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, the oh, and it's crazy how mirrored they are in some of that approach, isn't it? Again. Well, we'll talk we'll talk about Jan we'll talk about Andy and Jack next because they I think that they do crossover with with Jen in particular, like the Jack and Jen stuff. So we can just trans like just immediately go into Jack's storyline after we finish discussing this. But go ahead. You're, or start it now, what you're what you're saying. Jack, <laughs> this Jack's story. Well well yeah, well basically uh when when I was in high school, but it's not high school, it's like middle school for us, like sort of a bit younger, uh a rumor went a rumor went round school about me being gay and uh mm-hmm. This was in like 2002, maybe 2001, 2002. Yeah. And uh, I, I couldn't like even walk the halls without being like uh, berated, shouted at, uh, laughed at, like all, all kinds of things. And, um, you know, regardless whether these things are, are true or not, like we're teenagers and teenagers like who like the reality is is do do people even have defined sexuality at that age like you know like as in these are times where people were working themselves out and like yeah I just remember feeling absolute fear like fear um I mean I I was lucky that um I I kind of was like nobody in that school like as in you know I had I had I had friends and whatever but I was nowhere near popular you know I was just kind of in the middle in the background same so yeah so by so by the next day that people everyone had moved on to the next thing it's like almost like wasn't I wasn't like important enough for it to continue on but it was horrible I went I remember going home crying all of these things and this was like a few days before the school ended you know so it's uh so when watching his storyline there it's uh it was difficult because i mean as much much harder for him uh because it wasn't the end of school you know for me the school ended and i was done was done with the school anyway uh but and you know but also he's living a life of he's making a life choice as well it's not only like you know he he's then coming out as gay and being what it seemed like is maybe like the only uh openly gay person in the in the school i mean that's super difficult yeah there's no one gay um they clearly hint that abby is bisexual or abby believes herself to be bisexual once again we don't know given the time the dynamics um of of her character but so Okay, so Jack, Jack is such an interesting character because when he comes in, he is he is merely a wedge, you know. I hate and him. The, I, I I know I know, but let's let's just 
this is this is okay. So Jack comes in, he's introduced as Andy going to Joey, being like, Hey, my brother, like I have a brother, he needs a job. Can you help him out? We also come to believe that they have money, like that Andy's fam Andy and Jack's family have a lot of money because Pacey insinuates that, and they don't. They actually don't, they're actually broke. And there's all of this trauma within their family that is not being dealt with properly because their dad just like abandoned them. So even if Tim was still alive, you have a family that's struggling financially. Um, you have the golden boy, which is that, which was Tim. You have Andy who is pretty damn perfect. Like, She's described as not being perfect, basically because of the trauma of Tim and her mother. And then you have Jack, and Jack is the youngest. I, one thing I didn't, I wasn't 100% sure about is, are they twins? And did you, were you questioning that in this? No, but that makes sense now that you've said it, because they're right. in the same school year, right? Or seems Right, to- everything seems to be the same so i don't like uh birthday spring of 83 for jack on the wikipedia i was gonna look this up for him but i forgot to uh so he was born spring of 83 and she was born 1983 so yeah they're 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 twins like it's never explicitly said on the show but they have a very close bond um they're twins and so jack is just like he's not he's not the golden boy and he's not the perfect one perfect sister he's just kind of the quiet one in the family who goes off on his own he's really into art he's really sensitive he's really just like reserved you kind of think oh he's going after joey which i would argue he did kind of go after joey i think that in initially he was going after her as a friend because he was kind of desperate for for someone I would also argue desperate for healthy female energy because let's face it, he had his sister who was not well and who was very type A. Um, even when Andy is well in this season, I don't think she's well, if that makes sense. Did you sorry, did you say she's very type A? Yeah. What does that mean? Sorry. Oh, okay. Uh interesting. So I guess that's more of like an American term. So type A is there's type A and type B personality is like a, a phrase. So type A would be you're very organized. You're very like controlling. If you're going on a trip, for example, you make a full itinerary. You plan everything. Type B would be like, let's go with the flow. Let's not worry about it. It's more of a Pacey vibe. Pacey is very type B and he's very type A. And sometimes when people like that get together, they get on each other's nerves. But sometimes they bring out the best in each other, which is what they kind of did, you know? Um, so that's like, he, he's just kind of like, okay, Andy, she has some like really great moments and I love her as a character, but she has a lot of unresolved trauma. She has a lot of things she's not dealing with and it eventually is boiling over and Jack is running this entire season from both his true identity and from the trauma of his family. And so the way that they, they present that throughout the season is just beautifully done and you don't see it coming like you don't see that like jack's gay until the episode where they have 
after the painting or the drawing that Joey did, when Jack whispers to Jen, which I thought was very interesting that he only told Jen about this, but that him and Joey were really like doing something, maybe going to do something. I don't know how far they would have gone. I don't think Joey would have actually slept with him even if they got to that point, but Jack physically couldn't. And that was really, and he, you know, that was a really interesting where you're like, you don't really think about it. You just think, oh, maybe he wasn't. The moment wasn't right, whatever. And then later when they go back and like, oh shit, they were writing this the whole time. Like they were planning this for Jack. It was there the whole time, right under your nose where you're like, oh, he's sensitive. He's out of place. You know, they, they made him have a lot of characteristics that young, especially like there are a lot of young gay men he like he shared those qualities but there are things that like because he wasn't super effeminate like he could kind of hide it mask it you know and that's that's why he kind of got mad at his father when he's like you know like you know this is the thing I like we all know we all know that I'm gay like you know he's he's kind of like fuck you you how did you not know um which I have definitely had that where I'm like this shouldn't come as a surprise to you. No, most, when I told most of my family members, they were like, yeah, that's not a surprise to us. But it's still, you know, one of those things where you're like, oh, it, I, I am, it's so emotional. Jack's story is so like, I'm so deeply, I get so deeply invested in it. I love, love Jack. But I, I was definitely feeling what you were feeling watching it rewatching it go trying to look at it from your perspective we don't know what jack is going so like he's just a villain in the beginning basically well and it's kind of like you're you're the what i thought was a spoiler kind of like threw me off even further because <laughs> it was like i That's thought nice yeah right right but so to, for context for anyone who didn't see like my stories and whatever I was getting frustrated with Jack's character at the beginning because I thought that he was just like a hindrance to Dawson and Joey getting together mm-hmm. and he was sort of getting in the way and they have that episode where they go to, it's not like the prom. It's like, what is it? Like a, mid- a dance. I don't, right. I don't remember exactly what kind of dance that was, but yeah. And Dawson punches him. Right. Um, yeah. And uh, I was so excited Which- about all of that. I mean, I would not say that that punch was not justified. I, I don't think it's the way you should handle things, but no. I understood why he did it. Yeah, it's good for TV. Like it's like when uh, yeah, it's like when he threw the basketball in Pacey's face in season one. You know, it's like you yeah. don't don't do these things, but it's great TV. But he's it, got he's got some violent tendencies. He like does. he'll throw <laughs> shit and he gets mad. I'm like, yeah, okay, you're you're. What <laughs> well, it was uh so and like the boat trip as well, for example. Like I guess mm-hmm. we'll talk more about that when we talk about uh Pacey, but uh, like he was just kind of in the way. He kind of reminded me of I don't I I don't want to relate him to Felix, but kind of in a way but, that he was in the way with Brooke. Yeah, when it's like in Brooke the beginning, Lucas. you think he's a Felix, but he's actually yeah. the Anna the situation yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah like that's they, they kind of it's kind of a bait and switch there but yeah if you when you go back and rewatch it now you'll just see 
watch the way Kerr Smith like moves in the beginning of the seasons. He's like, he's small. He's very small. Like, and they have his hair a particular way. And they make a point to when he gels up his hair. They're like, oh shit, you're like GQ now. He starts wearing better clothes and everything. It's not that he's trying to change. It's that he is becoming his true self. He was making himself smaller because he couldn't deal with who he was and he was hiding who he was. But this, that's great. And this is like, I really want to rewatch it to, to mm-hmm. sort of see all of this stuff and to have the comfort of being like, it's okay, Jack, I don't hate you really. You're just, <laughs> yeah. you're just going, you're, you're going through some like identity, finding yourself, you know, moments. I get it. Let's, let's get to the good stuff because by the end, it'd be hard to, it'd be hard not to say that he's, him and Pacey are my favorites by far. Yeah. Like uh, they're probably, and and them together is a great combination, like particularly yeah. at the, like at the end uh, with, you know, how they're supporting the Andy. Andy. Yeah. Um, but can, to go back to the actor, because I can't look this stuff up for spoilers. So is yes. he, is he, um, no. is he big? Is he in other stuff? Like, oh, I thought you were going to ask if he was gay. <laughs> oh. Kurt Smith. Uh, he did, I, I believe he was in like another TV show in the past couple of years. Um, he is straight and, and married or was married. Um, so that was like, and he's always been like a really great ally and like a really, like, there should be no shame behind this. And, you know, a really cool guy. Um, he was in Final Destination okay uh that movie so of like early 2000s you would know uh riverdale he was recently on riverdale that's what i was thinking of i guess that's like a theme with riverdale i mean i haven't seen it but it's like they bring back people like chad michael murray was in it and he was in life unexpected which means that he is technically in the one tree hill universe what (laughs) there we go there we go. Hey, just while we're on this topic, so I, mm-hmm. I've um, I've brought this up on a, I think a couple of podcast episodes before, but interested in your opinion. So I don't use the word straight, and I think that it's a uh, it's a word that in time will be will be not used anymore. And the re- the reason that I say this is because I think by saying that someone is straight implies that. Uh, that that is like the the correct way so to speak and that that is that is right we're actually you know like that's that's not true you know it's there is no right wrong way everyone's sexuality is there is their own thing you know so uh I mean how do you feel about that I mean I do use the term because it's it is important within context usually like um you know, it's, it, it doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things. And it is very common for people to be like, it doesn't matter. Like, you know, everyone's like, it, as long as you're happy, it's cool and this and that. But like, the fact of the matter is, is that people do face, you know, the vandalism. It, sorry, it's, it's raining super loud. So if you hear that, that's what that is. We're getting ready to get a hurricane so, or tropical storm, whatever. So if you hear like thunder or anything, that's what it is. Um, I don't, I mean, I don't say it in like a derogatory way or anything, but like if someone's straight or distinguishing that, but I do think that there is, so me pointing out that Kerr Smith is a heterosexual man 
is, I think, important because he was portraying an iconic gay character. And there's, there's another dynamic when it's a gay actor playing a gay character like that. And it's a big deal that, like, this is one of the first gay male characters who comes out who's in, in television like this, visibly gay. Um, and, it, and it was portrayed by a straight actor. So like it, it gives some context. I, I think in the future, yeah, I agree with you. I don't think labels are gonna be as much of a thing or whatever, but we still have pride because people still have like that stuff spray painting on the locker. You know, we still oh, yeah. have these things you know, we still have labels because it's kind of the situation that we're in as a society. I, so, I just mean that word specifically, like as in, I think it's like I'm not saying about, uh, you know, saying someone. You'd say like heterosexual. I would just say I just I just say heterosexual rather than saying mm-hmm. straight because I just think straight implies that straight and like bent right is kind of right, what right, the, right. the vernaculars are, and I think that well, if something's bent and misshapen, it means it's like it's broken or wrong or I've got those implications. I think to it. that I just say straight because I'm used to joking and being like the straights are at it again or something <laughs> <laughs> like, I think I'm probably used to it being like a joke or something like that. But yeah. 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 No, I think, I think I every, mean, everyone says it like, as in yeah. uh, it's, it's like an, it's the accepted terminology, but I'm, I'm mm-hmm. saying I, I think I, I feel like eventually they won't use that. They'll just say heterosexual or, or whatever, or, or, if there's some other phrasing that's a bit more like doesn't have any connotations to it but i mean it's it's a really interesting debate and one that i'm probably not you know mentally intelligently armed for but uh someone that i'm like low-key obsessed with is wentworth miller who plays uh michael schofield in prison break yeah and so his instagram is amazing by the way for uh like just everyone just go and follow him uh it was during during when my son when my wife was giving birth to our son uh it was a very long process <laughs> and uh yeah. during covid and everything there was a lot of times where i had i wasn't allowed in the hospital i had to just wait in the car in the in the car park and whatever and it, it was at a time where he was doing really long captions and talking about his experience of being um being a, a a gay man that was having to he basically he didn't come out as gay until much later in his career and i think yeah. he had fear of not being able to get you know booked for for roles and fear of you know the fit you know fear just in general and uh, but now it's the complete opposite and he uh is really using his platform to to, to help uh you know be be an ally support the the uh, community etc but it's really interesting he made this he came out and said he will not play any heterosexual characters going forward he will only play homosexual characters from now on because he feels that there's not enough representation uh and there's this whole thing of uh gay for pay of uh heterosexual actors playing gay characters you know but like maybe there's not being that sort of authenticity to it what what do you like i said i don't feel like i'm equipped enough to have to i don't know what what do you think about that i mean i don't think that's a good idea because i think that that 
could reinforce the idea that only gay actors should play gay roles and then are they going to not cast gay actors in straight roles because they're worried about backlash? Could that reinforce a, a negative thing rather than a positive thing? Could that have more negative repercussions than positive ones? That being said, um, I, I also am just like, you're actors, you should be able to play. Like, I don't know. I, 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 I'm sometimes I'm like, I don't even know if I have an opinion on this. Like I, I, other than <laughs> I'm not gonna, um, like, I, I think it's, you know, it's fucked up if you're like Wentworth M- Miller can't play it's like a Barney Stinson type character that's like from How I Met Your Mother. That's like the womanizer, Joey from Friends, whatever. Like, right. like if you want to say that a gay man can, and which Barney was played by a gay man. So like, you want to say that like a gay man can't play that role? That's stupid. Look, he did. Like that, that happened. It's funny that I picked Barney off the top of my head, which was like, <laughs> which is actually played by a gay actor. But yeah, like if you want to say like, they can't play Joey from Friends because he's gay, and I'd be like, "No, fuck you." So, like, I don't know. I get. I, I guess it's. I guess. I mean, it's super complicated. But I guess with with his example was that. Did you watch Prison Break? No, I, I saw some episodes of it, but I didn't watch it all the way through. It's not really my type of show. Okay, yeah, yeah. but it, uh, I get that. It, it's kind of, but his character. I guess it was like that character would never have be, never have been portrayed as being gay because it was kind of like had to be kind of like a bit of the macho like show, right. you know, for and and but in reality that could have been powerful, you know, if to yeah. you know and, and had impact on whatever. But uh yeah, I mean really interesting and and super brave of dawson's creek to to do yeah. it and early you know we're talking in the late 90s uh i i thought it was great it was my favorite i guess it was like my favorite storyline of season two but most difficult to watch most emotional it made me cry you know i have i have no shame in that <laughs> i cried several times in this season uh i cry all the time it's just what i do so um so Greg Berlanti um, comes on as a writer in this season. Uh, and Kevin Williamson is also gay, by the way. Like, he is bringing his own stories to the, his creation. He leaves after this season. And there's kind of stories as to whether he was, like, kicked out by the studio. Like, they, they were fighting. I, like, there's... I don't know if anyone knows exactly what happened. If, if more of that has come out over the years, you guys can send me articles about it and I'll read into it. But Greg Berlanti comes on. Now, do you know who Greg Berlanti is? No. Okay. Um, the Flash, Arrow, like the uh, Everwood, like all of these really big shows, he created them. Like okay. he's the guy. Um, so he's gay. Um, he it becomes a writer in Dawson's Creek and then season three he takes over and runs Dawson's Creek so like he wow. he starts as a writer on this one and then he ends up running the show in season three is, so is Kevin Williamson still on as a writer then or something yeah he's, he's not, just gone he's from not, the show he's a creator but he is done with the show after this this season do we know why uh, yeah I'm I want to. I want to look again because, uh, and you can cut some of this out. 
has he continued to do other work like within well the... yeah he did all the scream sequels and oh yeah and you know all of that uh he okay he left the show to focus on other endeavors i guess he did a show on abc called wasteland which no one watched was canceled at the first season um he does return at some point to Dawson's Creek. I will say that. It's not like he hates the show or anything along those lines. He's not running the show. And he created Vampire Diaries. You know what that show oh, is? Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, my wife loves Grand- Vampire Diaries. Right. So I he is... called it Grampire. <laughs> Graham's Fire Diaries. Yes. I want to see that. Graham's is, yeah. Um... Oh, no. That... I didn't read that out loud. Okay. Um, I, I remember hearing that maybe he was kind of fighting with the studio or something along those lines when he left. Um, and then I will say when they're going into season three, because he's gone, there's a lot of turmoil. What are we doing? What's, what's going to, what is the show going to be now? And they see a ratings drop, like going into season three. So there's, so there's some interesting dynamics but season two was still massive. Like it was a massive hit. It was just, it was so good. Um, but yeah, like I, I think Greg Berlanti and Kevin Williamson, they, and, and like these writers, they bring this coming out story to the show. Like, and they, they put it on screen having Jack, um, you know, have his, his locker vandalized, you know, having him be the, the love interest like they Anna is Jack right like they she comes in she's just the sibling of this other character who seems like they're going to be a bigger deal um she or I'm sorry she is love interest of Lucas kind of driving a wedge between him and Brooke or him and Peyton depending on who you were rooting for at the time right um she just kind of finds her way into the group, but she's always a little bit of an outcast. She's always a little bit out of place. She's kind of like, you know, has her own stuff going on. Um, I will say that there is a, there's a huge difference between the relationship that Jack and Andy have versus Felix and Anna. You can tell Felix and Anna really don't get along well. Like they're siblings and like Felix always looks out for her, but they're, they're not, they don't get along in that way. Yeah. Whereas Jack really looks after Andy and you know wants to care for her in that way but he's kind of in his own head he's kind of off in his own space she has the like full responsibility of the family so it's it's an interesting dynamic but yeah like even having the vandalism like down to that is it's wild like that this storyline is uh like the same um, I was also interested. You said that there was a fire. You predicted that there was a fire, and I'm like, guess what other show has a fire? Like, you know, what you guys are getting ready to get to on, on Ravens, you know? Yep, yep, yep. And that, yeah, that was crazy. I mean, that I threw that out is just like a craziness. It was thing. a joke. Yeah, 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 pretty much. You're like, oh, <laughs> let me predict something will happen. You know? Yeah, that. Yeah, I mean that that was crazy. Uh, do you know, I think with the lock of vandalism, what was sadder in, I mean, it's sad in both shows, but what was sadder in this one was Joey desperately trying to like 
quote unquote help him with like kiss me kiss me now like in front of all these people you know to like save face or whatever and there's some like such realism to that desperation and fear that she really I, I mean and it's she really cares for jack and she's like oh i've invested in this guy and i i'm not with lawson who is my quote-unquote soulmate or whatever they put the pedestal they put each other on at the moment you know and she's like she's gotten so invested in this guy and she really cares for him deeply so for her to be like oh, oh is he no 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 he can't be i'll 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 fix it like yeah. kind of I I read it as that she was uh, doing it for his sake, like as in just to to help him publicly. You think it's also because she? I mean, she struggled with, uh, you know, the guy that I'm with that you know has now come out as gay, which I think kind of like hurts her like pride or ego, right? That's psychologically will you up? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think personally. Um, yeah. The same thing can happen when you're, if you're with, if you're with someone who is, who later is like, yeah, I'm, I'm we lose the word again, but I'm straight. And it's like, oh, so did I turn you off from women? Or, you know, like, like, <laughs> I mean, these are, so like, that can kind of get in your head too. Like, do I, you know, Joey might be like, did I do this? no it has nothing unfortunately has nothing to do with you and jack even emphasizes that and and i think she believes him but yeah it's like it's an individual journey right and well what but you're also 16 and and taking everything personally you know yeah yeah i I thought it was interesting that when he was like uh making out with abby and Mm -hmm. she was saying like well is sexuality even defined like Mm -hmm. i think was she saying at that age or just in general i'm not sure no no no. she i think she was saying everyone is bisexual everyone likes everyone else which by the way for abby's perspective if she's truly bisexual that could just be the way that she views the world and she thinks everyone else feels that way too and then in her brain being a little more progressive she might be like hey you guys just aren't hitting it at least i'm being honest you know right. like which is kind of cool you know for especially for someone her age right and he but he's almost like kind of just he's i think he's into the fact that she is judgment free you know she's kind of like that and i think that there's an idea of if i'm if i'm bisexual let's say he's like fine bisexual sexuality is a spectrum then i don't maybe i don't have to do the scary thing continue to do the scary thing which is eventually try to date men try you know what's going to happen if my you know i i kiss a guy in front of my dad what's going to happen you know like like what you know i i have to be hyper aware if I'm with like a girlfriend or whatever in public, because you're like, what's going to happen? Like, are you, are you in danger? So there are so many layers to coming out of the closet to accepting your life and then just living your life after, you know, you think that you, you know, I'm sure Jack was thinking about this time. You come out and like, you're out. Oh my God, the secret's out. Like you don't have to, you don't have to carry this burden anymore. 
but then you just you carry other weird little things throughout your life like and that's why there's a lot of like depression and anxiety and things like that within our community and unfortunately suicide and, and things along those lines because and, and and it really varies depending on where you live i do live in a city more metropolis area it's not a huge city but i do live in a city which is a little bit safer um but i dated people that are from small towns where it's like you do not talk about it you do not like it's okay that you are whatever but like don't see it don't talk about it don't do that that's psychologically kind of what jack is dealing with where it's like okay i'm out but hey am i out like i'm i'm kind of and in between, and if I'm, if I'm bi- like, like if I'm bisexual, if let's say I like Abby, maybe Joey just didn't work. Maybe I just need to be with Abby. I don't have to face all of that other stuff. Mm-hmm. I can be with her, and that'll make me, you know, whatever. And unfortunately, what he comes, what he, what he finds is that's not the case. Like he is gay, and for him, it is. It's not as fluid. It's it's pretty you know, like in the same way you're saying like, oh, I'm heterosexual male. Like, you know, I'm a lesbian. Jack is just, he just knows, you know, I, I've had that, I've had those situations where a guy, a guy has hit on me or whatever. And I've been like, maybe. And then I'm like, oh, I just, it's just not, it's not happening for me. Like it, <laughs> you just, you know, it's the same as if a guy was, if you were single and the guy was hitting on you, you'd be like, I, you know, there's nothing wrong with that, but it just doesn't work for me. Like, it just doesn't, it's like, you know, that's just how it ends up going. And, and unfortunately, Jack experimenting in that way in that circumstance was very hurtful to Joey, you know, um, and yeah. hilarious to Drunk Dawson. But <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, that moment, crazy. Yeah. And I mean, Andy being drunk as hell, too. Oh, that episode is crazy. Uh, it's kind of like, it's just so much pressure as well for like adolescents, young people to have on themselves. And then in like high school to have this like arena of an audience that. Yeah. I was uh, not out in high school. Like I was, I was deeply closeted in high school. I could not admit it to myself. And then it took me years before I told my family, I told friends early twenties. And then it was, it wasn't until twenty just two years ago that my family knew so yeah it's yeah it's I mean I I can't even imagine how difficult that must all be um and continues to be I mean it's really sad hearing you say about how you know you have to be careful for just safety you know to to be yourself you know and to live your life publicly in public like it's it's horrific and shows how much further society needs to go to you know for everyone to be able to live free you know and safe yeah yeah it's it's just a weird dynamic of like am I are we okay are we not okay like you know it's just a it's a thing that sits in the back of your mind and um you know and carrying the burden of a secret from people for so many years. I know for me, it was very difficult. And I think maybe I projected a little bit on Jack as well, but like, I don't like keeping secrets. I don't like, like, I, I'm very, like, I'm very honest, like honesty, loyalty, like all, like all of those things are very high values to me. So 
like lying about that thing is very damaging. Like it just is like, it, it's so I, I see that with Jack when I watch it. So I, when I see like, oh, he's trying to like make out with Abby, he's trying to do this and that. It's because he's, he's just like, he just has damage from the lie, I think. And I, I believe it improves as the season improves and he's more accepted and he's loving himself more. And he's, he's growing in friendship, not romantic, by the way, which I loved. I love that he didn't just, you know, get a partner and then that's when he came out because that's how a lot of stories are written. Jack is doing right. the sun's own. He's doing it alone. Yeah. Like that's huge. I mean, he's not, he, he has his friends, but like he's not doing it with the like safety of a romantic partner for lack of a better word. Yeah. And it's not like all of a sudden now he's like super camp, you know, or changes mm-hmm. like, you know all of his clothing and whatever like yeah okay like they he had a different hair style at one point or something and then be and then people were almost making those jokes or not mm-hmm. jokes but it was like a joke they were like range. gq or something like they, yeah yeah when it's like no he just changed his hair like as in it's uh i think it's really i think it was handled really well like i'm yeah. like surprised not with the show but with the time like it's like i yes i've learned to trust the show i trust that dawson's creek to handle this stuff really well but i don't trust like the 90s with stuff like this you know like no, i, like I, I love agree. the 90s you know it's like we have a whole podcast about movies from the 90s because i love it but i don't it's not a safe place you know for a lot of these topics um where you know it's safer now um you know in today's era for for handling things like this or it's a lot better but yeah no it's really good i'm really interested to see where it's going to go next i do have a prediction that um i want to throw out okay so this pertains more to andy but we which we're we're getting we got it we're gonna move into andy next anyway and then get to to our uh our our other three main characters since we covered jen yeah well okay so it it ends with Andy's going to to heal herself to take time to mm-hmm. and Pacey is like heartbroken or they're both heartbroken oh. right? so I I feel like she's going to be gone for like at least half the season of season mm-hmm. three something like that maybe even two-thirds Pacey you know whatever whatever it's going to be difficult he's going to go off the rails a little bit because she was kind of keeping him in line and aligning him you know to being the sort of person that he wants to be lately but he uh he will start falling for somebody else Mm. yeah no (laughs) just kidding (laughs) (laughs) uh for some reason I think I think it was one of my earliest predictions, but I think there's opportunity in here somewhere for Pacey and Joey to get together for Mm -hmm. it to be, because we can't, I think Dawson and Joey are going to always be end game, but I Mm -hmm. feel like they did it and we'll talk about them, but I feel like they did it with the end of this season. It was like, we know we have to separate them because it's too early. We need more seasons and more Mm -hmm. things. So I think that could be something that that fills some time of like them not being together. And so maybe it's Pacey is starting to fall for Joey and they start getting together and maybe they're like first kiss or something. 
Mm. Andy comes back at the end of the episode and, <laughs> and sees them. And then just one other quick thing, just while it's yeah. in my head, is that what I like about Dawson's Creek that I think is really respectable from a writing standpoint uh, is that they don't, or they often don't end on cliffhangers. Like with like One Tree Hill and, and, and most shows, there is and cheap might be the wrong word and again remember i love one tree hill i dedicate like three hours a week to it but they often do it on cliffhangers and maybe it's a bit like in a so come back like as in make Mm -hmm. sure you come back to watch the next episode with dawson's creek almost most episodes like nine times out of ten they're almost wrapped up like as in you don't have to come back like as in they've kind of wrapped that i mean they've got the the broader strokes of the story it's a it's a different, it, I will say that, that that's how television has evolved. Older television for sure was more of that way. The like cliffhanger, or I'm sorry, was more of like wrapping it up week to week. That's what you did. That was the standard. Twin Peaks is the show, which was like what, 91, something like that, that changed the industry in that, in that sense of like having cliffhangers. You have to tune in every week for it to make sense. You have to be that invested in it. Um, and Dawson's Creek is kind of in between like I would argue it's in between the like everything's wrapped up and we reset of a sitcom and the One Tree Hill like oh my god Nathan's in an accident which is that was the last episode we (laughs) watched because we recorded it Um, you know so yeah I'm with like I'm with you It, it does kind of wrap up in a really nice way like you, you want to keep watching it, but you can leave it alone for a couple of days too when you feel okay doing that. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about Andy then, since we're, we're on that discussion anyway. Uh, do you like Andy? Do you, what, what, do you, what do you think of Andy? I, re- <laughs> I really liked her at the beginning uh, and I liked her dynamic with Pacey, how they kind of had yeah that type a type b now i understand Mm -hmm. that reference that kind of a a relationship and i liked how she they they kind of had that banter between them you know Mm -hmm. of that they both sort of get on each other's nerves and it was but it's not they don't really you know that yeah and it's pc's first real relationship he he had a pure like he even he even talks about you know andy struggles with that it's like oh you had sex with this woman like you know that's that's insane oh my god i can't believe she came back yeah tomorrow comes back and and you know they kind of make out for a second and and then she's like oh i gotta go i gotta i gotta go this is bad for me i'm like well shit okay (laughs) like okay um uh that was so fun that 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 was a cliffhanger when she was watching them that was yeah yeah and I liked that they did that because it did feel like the story wasn't quite over for that. Um, it did feel like it needed that little epilogue, that little like touch. Um, so, so Andy's insecurity like over Pacey's dynamic is, is understandable. Like, but she's talking in terms of sexuality, whereas Pacey, he falls in love for the first time in this season mm. like i think he thought he was in love with tomorrow but it wasn't really love 
and this season he sees yeah yeah, he sees love and dedication for the first time and he is the way the, the things that he does i think that he would have stood up for jack either way for example let's you know in that moment of taking the poem and spitting in the face of this teacher who is a fucking asshole and a bully and he doesn't like bullies that's what i love about pacey he does not like bullies i used to get in trouble for like getting into fights with bullies and stuff like that i did not like that when i was a kid um so i definitely relate to pacey in that sense but he that that like the way that he steps up for everyone is so special like it's such a special kind of person that he will always be there for you he's going to go to bat for you um and his the way that he does that particularly for andy because he loves her so much is like a really beautiful thing for him and at the end of the season one of my favorite scenes of this whole whole season is when he's breaking down and crying with his father and then his dad is like, she wanted me to give you something and then hugs him. And I'm like, oh my God, like, oh my God. And, and is that like the first time, at least as in, in, you know, at least a decade plus that Pacey has hugged his father. Yeah, that Joshua Jackson's acting it yeah. is off the charts. Like, as in, I think he is the best performer in this. Uh, Jack, the cat, what was the actor, sorry, that plays Jack? Kerr Smith. Kerr Smith. K E R R Smith. Yeah. Right. He, Kerr Smith, he was phenomenal um, with. Yeah especially with those storylines and the way that he developed, he was great as well. So I'd say those two and uh, the actress that plays Andy is really good as well. Everybody is, is great. Um, I would say that Andy started to get on my nerves towards the end of the season, but before, before it got really bad, before like she was seeing, her brother and everything like that's different. I would, she didn't annoy me then. It was like, Hey, you were going through stuff. But before that, there was a period of about three or four episodes where it was Meredith, like, you're just Meredith Monroe. I could not remember her name, Andy, even though she's a huge care, like character and a, and a huge, like, you know, cast member. I could not remember her name. Her name's Meredith Monroe who played Andy on the show. Yeah. Uh, it's I, like I... that three or four episodes there where she got annoying. And then, kind of it was like okay when she I think that her she was and... starting to slip much earlier than we realized and I think once again when you rewatch it you'll see it more um but it's the death of Abby that really just you know another young person in her life dying just sets her off completely when she um, sees Abby in the mirror it actually kind of scares me a little bit it, okay Dawson's Creek and I think I've told you this before, but like this show low key scares the shit out of you when they do some like Halloween style episodes or whatever they did in the first season with the like the Friday the 13th episode and like they they do a good job. I mean, it's Kevin Williams and like, you know, creator of Scream, but like, yeah, I, I agree that that was scary. That was like, oh shit, did the Sixth Sense just come out and you guys are like bringing <laughs> this dynamic in here? It was um, crazy. It was crazy. Oh my god! Oh, wait, hang on. Yeah. Sorry to go all the way back. We forgot about Jen's 
speech uh <gasps> what's it called yeah. is it eulogy? Eulogy. eulogy yeah yeah whoa whoa intense. well that's what got her kicked out right basically right yeah that was the that was the final straw for grams which a little bit low-key fuck grams for that because it's a 16 year old <laughs> girl mourning the death of a friend like she's yeah. not going to be logical at all yeah but i mean to do it was it was pretty out there you know like to have that to say that in front of everyone you know and yeah crazy oh this, oh i can share a personal story Yay. Um, <laughs> okay, let's get it. When I was around the age of uh, uh, maybe maybe like 14, so maybe a few years younger, and they're, they're like 16 now. Um, when I was roughly that age, I used to get in a lot of fights with my grandmother, who is very religious, um, who also helped my father raise me at times. So there's a lot of that dynamic. Um, the fighting that Grams and Jen have at times is very familiar to me. I specifically remember having a conversation with my grandmother where I told her I did not believe in God because at the time I did not. I had no reason to. Now I'm kind of personally spiritual. I don't really go to church, but like I have my own thing. And I remember my grandmother being like, well, I feel sorry for you or something along those lines. And it was like, it was like, wow, like it was a thing. So it was dramatic as hell. So when I watch Grams and Jen going at each other in this way, I'm like, oh yeah, I totally, I totally relate to that. Like, I totally understand. If I was like living with my grandmother at the time, would she have kicked me out? I don't know. Like <laughs> if I crossed enough, the line enough times, I don't know. We eventually would have made up in the same way that Jen and Grams do, but like, who knows? Yeah, it's, I mean, that's, it's always difficult when, religion politics all of those things when they cross paths and intersect and you know if if they're opposing as well it's like with family specifically it's really difficult because with if it's with friends you choose your friends you know I mean not to say that you can't have friends with opposing opinions because you can you know as long as they're not oppressive to a point of you know uh against you as a person your character or people that you care about and or people in general you know there's lines right but I mean you can have you can have uh hang on I'm gonna make it American you can have Republican and Democrats can be friends right I got it right yeah got it got it thumbs up (laughs) they can be friends but and it would be for you it would be Tories Mm -hmm. and Conservatives uh or close tories tories are conservatives tories are conservatives what's the conservative and labor labor yeah yeah same thing labor is like is the democrats basically tories are like the republicans but it's like you can have people you can be friends it's like but it's when it gets to the extreme levels where it's like hatred is involved and right uh, you know yeah oppressing people so it's like but it's um it's much more difficult and complicated when it's your family members because you don't choose them and you don't want to lose them um and it's yeah it's really it's and that rhymed and that's that was very special (laughs) i didn't even mean to 
I, it was just magic that's what happened my friend that was podcasting magic i don't even know what i said you don't want to lose them because it's what did i you don't because it's confusing did i say that you don't want to lose them choose and lose wasn't that i'll it? choose them yeah yeah you don't want to lose them yeah yeah you didn't choose them you don't want to lose them yeah um, on <laughs> now <laughs> so okay should we have a Cape Side Chats hoodie? I feel like we should. Shouldn't we? I I mean, listen, I'm not going to turn down a hoodie for for Cape Side Chats. Or at least a sticker or something. Damn. Yeah. yeah. Wait, speaking of hoodies, promo. Lex and Matt's Excellent Adventure. I have your hoodie right here. My other podcast. Yeah, but we could get that. We could get that like, uh, oh, the question is what color would it be? Would it have to be the traditional black with just the like Cape Side chats in the the like Dawson's Creek font like our logo yeah. is, or is it something? Yeah, maybe it's just that, just the like white. Uh, yeah, in the Dawson's yeah, Creek. Yeah, I, I I low key love that blue of the Ice House. Uh, so do I. That t that, that right. So I bought that Ice House T shirt. Do I need one? <laughs> If you need one, if people were down for it, I'll put the link below. It was from an Etsy store. It's nothing I, yeah, to do. I need the link. Yeah, <laughs> it's really good quality. Like I put it on, and I was like, "This fits good." It fit the the. How did it wash? Uh, I think it washed well. Speaking of my washing machine, Lex, we we sold it. We we're just buying and we're just buying a normal one. Good. It's not worth it. Whatever was going on with that was not worth it. You can go to Simon's Instagram, I'm sure, to see the saga of the washing machine. I don't know what was going on with your washing machine, but yeah. Me neither, but it's gone. If you want to get another American washing machine, I can tell you what model, like, I use, like, to recommend to you. But I'm sure that the British whatever ones you get will be fine. We've got we've got an LG one and I bought it from Costco, of course. Oh, we mine's LG Costco. as well. Yeah. Okay. There we go. Yeah. Is it front loading? Uh for the washer you mean? Yeah. Like uh no, it, no, it's like a the, the top one. Oh it's still no, the top loading. Ah, damn yeah. it. So uh, this is this is like extra big though. It's like sort of yeah. American y still. But we we still have the dryer. The dryer is American. So you didn't no. have problems with the dryer, just the washer. No, the dryer is is delicious. Did you ever think anyone <laughs> could describe a dryer this way? I can. I just your fascination with American culture will never cease to amaze me. It's it's very funny. Um, okay, so Andy, we were talking about Andy. Yeah, she got annoying and then she got good. Yes. And then she left. She's a complicated character, I think, in that sense. I they don't always try to make her likable which I enjoy, especially for a female character. I love that she constantly believes the best in people. Like that she is always, like she tells Pacey, you know, she's she's quoting Shakespeare, but she's like, heroes are, are made, not born. Um, you know, she's she's instilling this idea of like, you can always turn it around you can always change your life you can all like you can always do that you can always be better you can always have fun you know um she encourages them to go to the dance she's like this will be fun let's do it like she's i can see why pacey falls in love with her because there is something about her and i think some of it is is her personality disorder or whatever she has going on they 
it was one of the first shows I ever saw where a teen character was like taking medicine for psychological things. So like I have depression and I have generalized anxiety disorder. So like I had to take medicine as a teenager as well. I don't remember ever seeing that. Now I never had what Andy has, like, like she's dealing with something on another level, but you know, I, I appreciated seeing that talked about, um, even if I don't always, I'm like, oh God, it is a very dramatic way. Like, and, and when she, like when Pacey finds her Xanax or whatever, he's like, oh, that's like a really intense thing. It's like, yeah, but we've normalized it as a culture. It is a very, like 98, 99, whenever this was versus now, like you wouldn't think twice if you saw someone, you know, on meds now, I think. Yeah, that's 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 for sure. I mean, the episode when she's talking to her brother to begin with, I, I didn't post it when I was like watching on my Instagram. She was like making eyes at someone in the hallway, and I was thinking, yeah. "What?" Yeah. Which was what? Tim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which was or her Brown. brother. Which yeah. I was about to be like to go off and be like, "How could you?" Blah blah. And then I thought, "No, no, no, I'm not going to do that." I was like, actually. <laughs> You know, not because I I knew it was her brother, but because it's like, well, they're young, you know, and uh, yeah, she's in a relationship. It's like, okay, she hasn't done anything. There's been no action right. yet. It's not like she's like gone over and like kissed this guy or something. There's like they did a good job though. You were like, has she been like sleeping around on Pacey this whole time? Like it, it makes you question it for a second. Yeah, there. it it had me, but I was like, I was like uh thoughts and actions are two different things and it's like yeah. that it hasn't crossed over to a line of like a physical thing or whatever so i was like okay i'm just gonna leave it and then it, but if it becomes a physical thing then then she'll be next on my death list you know <laughs> after right but uh but it didn't and then I, I sort of guessed it just a little bit before it was revealed not much yeah. not enough to be like smug about it but the yeah. <laughs> but uh, I thought it was really good. I, I thought that that uh, the way it was portrayed was really good. And then I, I just felt sadness for her. Yeah. And especially like the way that they tied in with uh, her mum in the show. When uh, her mum oh, is in yeah. the store and she's like confused. What in the absolute fuck? The, the like people that are just like around laughing and like pointing at this poor woman like what the hell are they doing like why are they not help like do these people exist are there actual people that are this heartless i i mean i think so i mean people people like think about how people mock homeless people houseless people every day you know like they they just kind of pass them by and maybe make a joke about them and then whatever like and a lot of i mean i'm not saying i do it but like people do that shit um i think that some for some people if they were in the store and they saw this incident happening with andy's mom um i don't andrea like her name is her she's named after her mom so like andrea um and they kind of saw it and then they were like oh that's bad and then they left like because they couldn't deal with it i understand that like i understand the like i don't want to see this pain because life is hard enough some people are just assholes and then I think there are the rare people like Abby who are in for example who are in so much pain that they cause trouble like they just 
do terrible things. And I think that's what that example was. And I also think, remember, we're talking about small town. They keep coming back to this small town dealing with racism, small town dealing with homophobia, small town dealing with mental illness. Like these people are not used to anything that is not like cookie cutter, white suburban or small country, whatever. That's, that's what they know. That's it. And anything that is outside of that, they don't understand. Unfortunately, if they're not being raised properly, if they're not being taught to be better people and to approach situations like that with empathy and kindness and understanding whenever they can, whenever they can offer it, they're going to be shitty. Like those are tools. Like those are tools that you and I got from like our parents or from TV shows that taught us to be better people, books, you know, any, any, any part, like it's not just, you know, if you had bad parents, doesn't mean you're a bad person. Like there are plenty of people who have terrible parents, but they have something influencing them to be better. Maybe they read comic books to Superman and like, they're like, that's, that's who I want to be like. But if you don't have that, if you don't have something giving you a positive influence, and Pacey is a good example of that, you know, he doesn't really, like his, his positive influence in his life is Dawson. That's his only positive influence. I did want to discuss, I think that they do a good job portraying toxic masculinity with Pacey's brother and dad with Doug and then Sheriff Woodard or whatever. Um, and that's like what Pacey is surrounded by. And that's why he like breaks down several times and everything like that. And he's always viewed as a screw up. So yeah, like I, I it's terrible to see them reacting that way to Andrea, like losing it. But I'm not surprised because if they're, it's a less sensitive time, you know, for better or worse. And you were talking about, oh, I don't expect the nineties to handle it well. Like, yeah, I don't expect people to be decent in the 90s <laughs> yeah. with something like that. True, yeah. true. Uh, but I mean, the Pacey in that moment of like looking after her and sort of, you know, uh, supporting, that was one of the Precious. one of the first moments. I mean, I, I've always liked him. I always yeah. had liked him. I was a fan, but I it was the first moment where I was like, okay, I prefer you to Dawson now. Like as in, this is more... Yeah, well, identifiable. Um, I think this is this is more the way. Like in our last episode in the first season, I thought, mm-hmm. oh, I can really identify with Dawson. I can see all mm-hmm. of this. And as it's gone on, it's like, okay, I could see I was like this for a time, but this feels more in line with. Yeah. I, I actually feel like if I was to be a character or had to mesh, it would be like a mesh of uh, Pacey and Jack. I think mm-hmm. with a little bit of Abby. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> the, the touch of chaos that Abby brings to your life. I think, um, oh, that's an interesting question. I think that I would probably have a touch of Dawson, like more so in the past, but it would, hmm, I would probably say Jack and Joey would be my, my mix. I do have a little bit of the like goofy Pacey like thing going on too, but I don't know. That's, that's an interesting assessment of like, how do you, and then it's like, how do you view yourself versus how do other people view you? But like, yeah, that's, yeah, definitely an interesting dynamic. 
the um, the dad basically Cape Side has a bunch of garbage parents is something that's in much there. like One Tree Hill. Uh, the parents yeah. are either absent, complete shitheads, or just the best parents you can possibly imagine. Uh, it, for or for the most part, like Karen's a great parent. I think Gail's um, good. I think Gail, Gail and Mitch, despite their their issues with each other, and they they make mistakes. I do think they're good parents at the end of the, the day. I think that they are the, some of the most human parents I've seen portrayed in the TV show. They fuck up a lot. Yeah. They really do. Um, and I think Dawson gets messed up. Well, another, well, I was talking about my favorite images of the season, like my favorite iconic moments. There's something about the full moon episode when he's sitting on the roof with Joey and he's crying. And then like, because he had, he just saw his father break down earlier. That got me so much like, oh my God, it's, it's, there's just something about the way that um, James Vanderbeek played that scene where she's like, she sees he's breaking, but she's waiting for him to like, fully come to her and it just it it broke my heart yeah he he's a really great he's a really great actor um as well and the just thinking of them being on the roof like the aesthetic of the show is yeah. is like its own character in its own right like i love it like i and it feels so different to tree hill it's crazy mm-hmm. like because it's more sort of you know creek like <laughs> but also even the beach and everything and it's i like rustic. how yeah rustic i like how it's uh lit which sounds mm-hmm. kind of odd but it's not all like flashy. not to me i'm a total fucking nerd about lighting on tv shows and stuff so i i i understand what you're saying yeah like it, yeah and it feels the way it's lit feels even more nostalgic of the time like i think I, I think you had said at one point it might have been on the last episode or when we were just talking uh, off microphone, but how uh, some people, if they've seen One Tree Hill first, they find it hard to watch Dawson's Creek because mm-hmm. they're, they're it's like it's older, right? So they're it's like well, well, this is newer and shinier and whatever. But actually, to me, it, Dawson's Creek feels nostalgic, even though I hadn't watched it then, but I remember the 90s is my childhood right so yeah. it's like i remember these times so it makes me nostalgic for that and it feels like this is like a hidden gem that i just didn't experience at the time you know and i also wonder if i was to have watched this in real time i mean i would have been like 10 when did it start 97 97 yeah right so i'd have been 10 uh, so yeah. it would have way over my way head too young yeah yeah but i also think that this is probably although the- i started watching at 11 so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I watched this whole show through at 11. That was wow. that was my first first show. It's okay. I had a terrible childhood, so like it 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 made sense to me. Like I was like I I was already like smoking cigarettes way beyond my no. Like but I was I was like a, I was a seasoned 11 for for the most part. Right. So, well, that's really interesting. So you were a seasoned 11. I was very immature like late bloomer like kind of mm-hmm. until well i've said this i think i said on the previous episode i feel like my adolescence went till i was about 22 and then i went yeah, through yeah, like struggling through early adulthood to find my career and find my path and like pacey i was very fortunate that my wife she's very 
she was just great she was the perfect balance for me of like focusing me and challenging me to be better and all of How those old were you things. guys when you met again we met at 22 I met That's her five days into my first real job yes I see it that. yeah I see it as I've met her five days into adulthood right yeah. so it's like my, my whole adult life's been with her. I think I might have told you this but my brother met his now wife like right out of high school like right when they were turning like 18 graduating and everything and they've been together since like they've never broken up or anything they got married right out of college so yeah I I understand it like he need he had that like he had the same type of things that you're describing and then she came in and was kind of like that in that great influence in his life yeah it's like I I needed I needed that like I needed uh and she, you know, so she's she was always like maturer than me and sort of more yeah. well well put together and whatever and uh just well balanced that way. And so mm-hmm. it kind of just helped me. Um and so my point is is that this is actually the perfect time for me to watch this show <laughs> because yeah. to appreciate it. Like if I'd watched it when I was younger, I think I wouldn't have appreciated it for for what mm-hmm. it was and to be able to relate to it. Um, the the one the thing that it does do is it makes me then look back on my own experiences in life mm-hmm. and things and think, oh, crazy, like what these times are like, like being older now, like I'm about to turn 34 um, in like two weeks. It's yeah, like, exactly. yes, it's a, it's a big age, isn't it? Almost. <laughs> you said 34? Yes. Yeah. I don't know, dude. I just turned 29. That was my that was essential crisis. In between our recordings, I, I turned 29 and I'm like, okay. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's crazy. My bro- when my brother was this age, he was married and had two of his three children. And I'm like, I just bought a new Xbox. <laughs> Look at <him. laughs> That's good. It's like a child. It's a. <laughs> I baby the shit out of it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I clean it. I dust it. Uh, but the, uh, uh, I've lost track of what, of what I was trying to say. I, I just, uh, watching it now. Oh, right. So yeah. Yeah. Um, and it kind of makes me realize how hard we are on ourselves at like these oh, younger yeah. ages and like how actually we all go through this stuff. I think we all, have this fear feeling of when we're going through adolescence and these you know developmental stages it's all happening to us it's like we're the only ones in the world that's having these struggles and dramas and whatever and whatever and like time feel like we go through phases in different fashions and oh i'm going to be into skateboarding no i'm going to be into this or this type of music or this or that the other but it's also quick and then it's like done, but you have to go through all of these things. You have to make mistakes. You have to do dumb things. You have to, and people, some people do much, many more dumb things than others, but it's all part of learning who you are. And I think Dawson's Creek, One Tree Hill, these are like great examples of flawed characters because we are all flawed, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's all part of our, development as people you know and and so these shows always remind me of that but Dawson's Creek and One Tree Hill seem special to me like I don't they feel on a different level perhaps we're just putting them on that those pedestals but uh, I think they deserve Um, to be there no I I I wouldn't say we're putting them on a pedestal because look at how lasting they are look at how many people are still finding Dawson's Creek still finding One Tree Hill 
um, there's something there. There's something that resonates that is lasting. That's why we're at some point going to be doing a discussion about uh, uh, the podcast, the the Drama Queens podcast and and how they're they're kind of talking about uh, the writing of One Tree Hill. And, And I don't agree with that, what they've said. But like, you know, there, there is something about this that works. And if you just view it, view them as teen shows that are fluff, that are nothing, whatever, I think you're, I think you are getting it wrong. Like, I, I think that you are maybe looking down on it because it's made for young people, particularly young women. I think that we look down on media that's made for young women. I think I might've discussed that in the last episode. I know I talked about it with you. Um, we don't elevate it as much as we should. You know, we put certain certain things on a pedestal and other things aren't, you know, done that way. And I think we're getting better at it as a society. But it, yeah, I, 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 I just, I don't, because there were so many shows that were good in this time, like that were fun. But how many people do you know that have gone back and watched 90210? Like the original? None. No one. None. Like, it just, it doesn't, it doesn't sit with you. Do you, I mean, do you know that many people that are getting into Gossip Girl now? Watching wow. the new one. Maybe they're going back and watching the old one. And, and um, that's not an insult to Betty's and like, like, I, I, <laughs> I it's, it's amazing and fun, but like, there's something about these shows. They're on that like other level and they just there's something about them that you keep coming back to. Yeah, for sure. And I think, I actually think a lot of men would enjoy it if they allowed themselves to, I think it's some yeah. of the uh, judgment of like, not of thinking like what you just said, you know, oh, this is like a girl show or this is a, yeah. you know, whatever, but, or like soft or whatever. But the reality is, Hey, we all went through this experience of mm-hmm. growing up. So it's, always relatable you know yeah. in, in in some form uh, I mean it does uh, I think we spoke about this in the last episode or it's difficult because we've had so many conversations on you know whether it's on Ravens know, yeah. or whatever we try but, to save most of our stuff relate at least relating to Dawson's Creek for this but like we still end up having some conversations off off mic well I think we said that you know that there's there's the it lacks diversity in the cast um yeah. which so for some people it might not be as relatable like uh Absolutely. you know yeah. uh so but and we've said that if this was made you know today we we would hope that you know it would be a more a more diverse cast mm-hmm. brody's gone he just vanished where is brody oh um bodie oh bodie bodie <laughs> Uh, oh, do you know yeah, Bro- they, Brody is the name? Is, will, is Brody the they, name of the guy in Jaws? The the yes, lead character, Keith Brody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which they reference on the show so much, I could see that being Bodie. They will explain Bodie. Bodie. Okay. Bodie is, yeah. Because it's like he's just gone. Like there was like no mention. I've been they'll, spending. They'll, they'll people... mention it early in the next season. You'll you'll understand where that character is. Okay. What's going on with him? so yeah yes it is it is like it feels like a dropped dropped uh storyline and yeah yeah 
uh, I'm, I honestly, I think more, I think if more men tried these shows, um, they, they would like them. I, I think they would. Uh, I mean, we've got, we've got a decent amount of uh, male following on our Ravens podcast and on this one on Dawson's Creek, I've been getting, mm-hmm. I get messages from when I put the stories up. Yeah. And, I mean, it's still more female heavy. I think um, that, I think that One Tree Hill is the easiest for men to to mm. like watch of all of these types of shows of you know One Tree Hill, The OC, Dawson's Creek. We mentioned Gossip Girl, like any of these types of shows. The one that even if you go into older like Grey's Anatomy, what's gonna pull the guy in? Like it's probably gonna be One Tree Hill. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, I've. People have asked me before, I mean, you must have had this, where people where people find out that you do a, you do podcasting mm-hmm. and it's always this odd thing. Like, I don't really like telling people or talking to people about it that I know in my general life because it yep. comes with, with a flurry of other questions about it. Um, yeah. And it's like, it's just, it's if you don't know if you're not if you haven't chosen mm-hmm. to listen to the podcast yourself like if you haven't found it on spotify itunes and whatever then me telling you about it you're never gonna it's never gonna be for you do you know what i mean like i mean i even feel that way about like some attacks on adventure my like my my podcast my main podcast like trying to explain it i'm like it's we're friends like <laughs> we we talk about weird things and and sometimes are like weird emotional things that are going on with us but also like Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez getting back together like you know like it's just a it's a whole you know it sometimes it's it is hard to explain these types of things well but I often will so I was if when if someone finds out they'll be like so what do you podcast about and I say, like, oh One Tree Hill what's that about Oh well, uh, it's about two. It's about you know brothers, basketball, whatever. It's like a basketball show. Oh, but it's but it's you know it's like a teen drama and whatever. Oh, okay. So what you did, like watch the episodes while you're recording the podcast? Like no, 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 no. We Dom hasn't seen it. Blah blah blah. And it just comes into this whole thing of you like having to over explain it. Yeah. It's like it's just you know it's just not for you. Yeah, I just uh, I'm with you. It's really weird. To try to explain it um okay so we've pretty much covered everyone but and i lost my notes there it is okay we've pretty much covered everyone but mitch and gail and then like dawson the dawson and joey of it all and then jo- like joey being like her own her own journey in this season and her dad coming back and stuff and that ending like it's huge crazy mitch and gail doing their little open marriage shit crazy it's fucking annoying um i'm very pro mitch and gail being a couple so i don't like this storyline from that perspective like i don't like that they're not together because they have such great chemistry yeah i couldn't believe that i started this like in season one i like hated gail so much for yeah. you know what she'd done and whatever she deserves it in the beginning I, <laughs> yeah for sure i never thought i would 
turn around so mm-hmm. quickly like by the like midway through this season not only do I feel sorry for her but I was just like come on Mitch like sort it out like she yeah she's great and you're and you're also then you're like rooting for her to like go like go live your life go do your thing yeah just fuck it like I'm rooting for you now you and know? I think that's because Mitch uh he he kind of is there for a long period it's like what are you even doing like what are you do you don't do you have a job like as in that it's not yeah. like Dawson is like a little kid and needs you know someone to be at home all of the time like there's nothing wrong with being a stay-at-home which I dad. assume was his dynamic earlier in their marriage I think right. he was kind of a stay-at-home dad yeah and that's cool yeah I, I, yeah great but he is does not need a stay-at-home dad now you know like yeah. you need purpose you need to be doing something and so I'm glad they explained it eventually and that he's an English teacher and and that's cool mm-hmm. and makes sense for Dawson as a character you know he's so mm-hmm. articulate <laughs> I think this is where it's coming from yeah but the whole open marriage thing like and again we kind of uh, we get it okay he's her and he's he's trying to make the marriage work but you know we knew it was never going to work but what was good about that situation was it showed gail being patient going along with it but also not indulging in it you know apart from she did she had a work colleague back once at the house right but it was Mm -hmm. like a work thing but yeah yeah it's it was sad and then the desperation of mitch proposing at the end and... uh, yeah yeah do you agree with her choice so yeah i do I so. yeah yeah i just was curious if you also agree. yeah they, if it's gonna happen it's gonna happen but it can't be on you know they have to sort of go back to each other it's almost a bit like a nathan and Haley. you know they yeah. gotta go do their own things uh but... agreed yeah that's a that's a good i didn't think of that yeah, do your own thing and if you meant to be it'll be but that's not easy to deal with you know uh, and you see her pain for sure this season his as well but like yeah it's just, it's it's very painful like, I, I thought he was gonna get with Tamara at one point I thought that was gonna happen mm-hmm. um but it didn't she kind of just left but I'm glad uh, that that would have been too weird yeah, I, I I hated the um perform performing arts drama. What is her the teacher? Yeah, from it... uh from Twin Peaks, that actress Shelley or whatever. Right. Yeah. Uh, and like the the episode when they're at the restaurant and oh uh... god, that episode. Yeah, because then Jen comes in with Gail. Yeah, and it's and and Dawson and Joey are back together at that point because they had just had the wedding, which by the way, them dancing at the wedding was so oh, that's great and getting oh. back together and they have that feels like home song. Oh, that was so great, romantic and beautiful. Um, but they like they have this reservation. It's like oh, I didn't realize there were two Learys, and then they have to like sit with each other. And yeah. I will say though, Dawson, he is so bad at taking criticism. Oh, yeah. so fucking bad at taking criticism which is very accurate for the time uh, like the age that he's in but like god that and <sighs> okay so i understand why he does it but dawson making a movie about his breakup immediately immediately 
after and like having Joey be involved to a degree like yeah. I and then they brought what was it the is it Rachel Lee Cook or whatever mm-hmm. who was the she's all that actress yeah like whoa was that like before she's all that was this like a big pull at the time <laughs> I don't know um yeah that was a that episode though that the whole dinner dynamic was like oh fuck I hate this so much and I agree I hate that teacher and if I was Mitch I'd be like you're fucking gone like you can get along with my kid you're gone yeah. yeah just like crushing his dreams that's why joey was so great at yeah basically got her to leave didn't she by sort of uh you know pulling her out on it which so joey's whole thing this season is that she she like this is finding herself finding herself yeah yeah and worried that her personality or her identity is like synonymous with dawson you know that like she needs to be her own person and i get all of that um but i did find it harsh at the beginning she kind of just broke up with him out of the blue out of nowhere and they've kind of done it again like at the end of this one i mean at the end it makes more sense um why she was like you destroyed what family i had left okay let's talk is, that we have to talk okay, about it on. we have to talk about but it let because... me talk about the beginning of the season breakup first okay okay i think that the beginning of the season breakup is a for a very different reason which is um sometimes when people get what they want everything that they want they just freak out and run and i think that that's the kind of person that joey is when she gets her heart's desire, she's like, oh, I'm scared. I don't, I don't know what to do. And she just runs. I think that that's what that breakup was. I think that's why she was running from him for so long. Even when he, like, because remember in season one, he started to want her. And she was like, no, it's just the makeup. No, it's just this and that. You don't actually like me. She has a lot of insecurity, a lot of issues in that sense. The end of the season breakup is purely emotional she's a fucking wreck and honestly if i was dawson in that situation I'd be like we're not breaking up i'll <laughs> i'll see you in two weeks whatever like i'm gonna give you some space now for you to deal with your own shit but like no i do not accept <laughs> like, like <laughs> because your your father just is now going back to prison after your family business was destroyed in a fire because he was a drug dealer right and and the fact that she was like i can in time i'll forgive my dad what okay fine great but she will never forgive dawson for what just for telling her for saying oh by the way for for putting her in the i mean he does put her in the position of if you don't go to the police i will right it wasn't just telling her it was i will because and, and he did it for an altruistic reason. He was saying, I'm protecting you. I'm protecting right. your sister. I'm protecting your nephew and yeah. your family business, yeah. every, your entire livelihood. He was doing the right thing. But yeah. I, can under, I can also totally understand why Joey is like, why are you trying to ruin my family? Maybe there's another way around this. Maybe it's not your black and white world. Maybe there's a way to fix this without turning my father into the fucking police. Like, <laughs> but, you, you, but, but she you know. then, that's true. That's true. But then she had the options because they sat down in the police station. Okay, it's a little bit 
far at if you that go point, to the police yeah. station no you you basically run out of options if the, if if he is presenting it to her as like go to the cops or i will you really don't have options if he would have come to her and said let's try to find a way look i'm not saying he should have done this i think what dawson did was right but i can also see why joey blamed him to a degree i don't think it was his fault it was clearly her her father's a piece of shit and that's something she's gonna have to reckon with in her life but (laughs) you know just like goddamn sawyer uh fucking larry sawyer you piece of shit uh, shout to Ryan. Well, you were talking about Lost then. I was like, wait, how are we going? No, 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 no. Larry, Larry Sawyer, Peyton yeah, Sawyer's yeah. father, who's, in my opinion, a notorious piece of shit. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I understand why Joey is, is taking it out on him. Um, he he does take on that role of the punching bag in that moment. He, but he did do the right thing. It's just, I, I could see her being like, you put me in a lose-lose situation because you see the world in black and white. Like, yeah. and then all of her anger is just channeled at him. That's fair. That's fair. But he was kind of in a corner of like, what could, yeah. the, the problem, the problem He's is- He's also that, in a lose-lose situation, for sure. Yeah. But I think the problem is, is that he should have just told her immediately. Like, as in he had, the, he went to- her dad first and was like, hey, you know, trying to say to sort it out and whatever, whatever. If he had just gone to Joey immediately and just said, hey, I just seen your dad in the back. He's got a couple bags of snow. I don't know what's going <laughs> on. You know, Which, by the way, when they in that first season, when they were like, my dad was trafficking marijuana or whatever, I was like, okay, okay. And then in season two, he's like pulling giant fistfuls of coke like a fucking snowball out of a bag he's like just cocaine uh, i'm like wait a second dude you went way for like in the beginning you're like oh shit he's trafficking marijuana you're like shit well no one should be in jail for that that's stupid <laughs> like it's legal so listen he can kind of laugh it off but then when he's got the coke you're like whoa 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 maybe you are a bad dude <laughs> like, maybe he's- you are yeah. Here's the connect for Scarface, you know. But uh, oh god, yeah. But the but it's like okay, if he had just told her immediately, then it's not his problem anymore. Like I know that sounds like deep or whatever. He can just yeah, like, he can just support her. He, he, he can just be like, to, you, "What do you want to do?" And I will. He went to he went know. to Mitch first. Who did he go to? Mitch? He, uh, yeah. So no, he spoke to. I think he spoke. He spoke to his mum to Gail first because. And she gave him the fatherly mm-hmm. advice and he was just gotcha. like, but I think he then, they went to, he was with both of them at, at by the end of it. And then I think yeah. it was Mitch that was saying, you just need to go to the police. So it's like, I mean, but the yeah. other thing is. And, and his parents, that's, if my kid came to me with something like that, I would, I would say the same thing. Like, yeah. And he's like, just a teenager as well. Like, it's like, there's a lot of pressure to put on. Like if that happened right now and, you know, we're adults, like, it would still be like, oh, I don't really know what to do. But I think just immediately giving the information to the person that needs it is then kind of like, okay, the ball was in my court. I just quickly moved it over here. Yeah. Now, how can I help you? But you lead because now it's in your yeah. court. You know. If I'm if I'm trafficking cocaine, please don't turn me in. Like, 
fistfuls. I just, <laughs> it was so much cocaine. Like, yeah. wow, they they took off with this. <laughs> um, but yeah, we we can both. I I I'm I'm with you on the like. Tell Joey first. She's the one who you're in a relationship with. She's the reason why you're tied into this. Like, and I also think there's a little bit of shittiness that he didn't assume that Joey would do the right thing. I think Joey would have come to the same conclusion had she maybe the only thing she would have done differently is she would have gone to him without the wire first. The wire was so deep, so deep. I, I mean, I was trying to think about this. I was like, I mean, the thing, my, my dad is like the best dad ever. So it's like, I know yeah. most, most notorious oh. cocaine smuggler, but a real good dude. <laughs> <laughs> Fists of the snow. It's basically it's winter. Massive snow. He puts them on snow cones. He makes a whole thing of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but I mean, it's, it's difficult because he's such a good guy. But I, yeah, I could never imagine like ratting my dad out with mm-hmm. a wire. Like, there's different levels of like, you know. I mean, it's different because yeah, he. She's, I mean, she's trying to protect her family, I guess. And I'm assuming yeah. that she maybe did some sort of plea deal for him or something, and he would get less time if she helped get him convicted or something. Um, that, or she might have done some sort of deal where, like, her and Bessie wouldn't get in any trouble. You know, I could see her being uh. like, because you know it's happening on their property like the ice house is their property you know bessie has all legal control over them so i could see her being like just make sure bessie and i are free and clear of any like arson like you know all of these things come with huge consequences so maybe she just i I would assume she got protections for her and bessie and that was kind of it right right well it's it's rough it's rough and, I, I, I mean and they they lose they lose their father they also lose their livelihood at the exact same time like what's yeah. gonna happen there you know i this was one of the few points where i think my uh where my wife walked into the room and i just like screamed at the tv she's wearing a wire <laughs> like oh my god <laughs> i was so shocked yeah oh man I yeah I didn't see that one coming either I thought she was just confronting him normally I I remember that being like really shocking um but yeah so so the season ends with them not being together even though they just reunited and they were on really good terms and you know I don't think uh I mean it's such a weird situation to be in that's driving them apart but yeah I mean, I it's it'll be interesting to me where season three picks up, like if there's a mm-hmm. gap or because mm-hmm. uh, I'm not quite sure where we there's are. There's a ten year time jump. No, just kidding. <laughs> a good old time jump. Uh, I'm I'm not sure whether uh, like where we are academically in the year, mm-hmm. like whether now that now it's like summer vacation or something, and we're going to pick up, you know, at the start of the I next think school this year. Season was sophomore year. I think they've been in their sophomore year this whole time. Is that the first year? Oh, I'm sorry. That's second, second year. Second year. Out of four. Right, 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 right. Same, so, so One Tree Hill, I think, starts the same way. I think it starts in the, the second year of four years. Yeah. 
Can, can I just touch on uh, one part that we, we, we did talk about, but just to put some more detail in when Jack has the confrontation with his dad, where his dad's like by the door and they're like by the stairs in the house. And it's like when he's sort of coming out and whatever, that was so good. Like the way it was acted and the intensity of it. And the dad plays the actor playing a dad plays being a douchebag really good. Mm -hmm. Uh, But uh, it's just, uh, it was a really powerful scene. There was so many standout episodes. I, oh, I like the episode where they they flip into the pool at the end. Yeah, the all nighter. That was a good one. That was the uh, it was the same teacher that ends up bullying Jack, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Um, so they were setting that up early, which was interesting. He's like a hard ass and selfish and everything. Because he's like, "Oh, I have a cold. Go do your own thing. Whatever." Yeah. Okay. That. So they all went to Chris's house, which Chris is a douchebag, but like he's rich and it's interesting and. Yeah, that had so much going on. That had the like the little sister interacting with Dawson, which was weird. That was and weird. their their whole dynamic, like <laughs> but yeah, when they, they jump in the pool, that imagery, and then at the end when they're all sleeping on the football field. Like yeah. they're all in a circle sleeping on the football field. I love that too. Yeah, I like that. That the is though no, it's a different episode. I didn't like I mean, it was a good episode, but I didn't like it when Jen sleeps with that guy when he's first introduced. And, Chris, uh, that yeah. was that episode, yeah. It was, yeah, and then the camera pans, and there's like the like empty like condom wrappers and stuff, and it's like, <laughs> oh, no, Jen, no, yeah. oh god. I wonder if they uh, if they kind of had to show that, like they had to show condoms, if they had to show safe sex. I don't know. All oh, right, were. maybe. Yeah, yeah, true. Well, we've had it all this season. Arson, tons of cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> Loads of cocaine. Uh several mental breakdowns from various characters. Someone was gay. Someone uh <laughs> someone, someone died. Made a movie. <laughs> someone died, yeah. Abby's dead, guys. My god. The the Did the you way... think that character was gonna be around long term? yeah i thought yeah. she was gonna have a whole redemption arc you know this that... is what i was trying to like not tell you but i'm like she's just a mickey like you think she's gonna be like she's not a rachel she's a mickey like yeah that's crazy maybe she actually I... is numbers of episodes more comparable to rachel you know but yeah i thought she would be in the, the like almost the whole way through it but she would become good in the end and mm-hmm and there'd be reason behind it and you know and so on and they, so they forth. showed you hints of that at, at times where they were like oh she's an interesting character i don't know why they chose to kill her off though i don't remember the shock value like of it was crazy like when it, it the way that it okay she hit her head when she hit mm-hmm. her head she then like sits up on the on the edge or whatever and she's and I thought, jen's laughing and yeah she's and like, I, you bitch or whatever like and I could see, I was like, oh, she's going to fall in. Okay. Yeah. It's just going to be a thing. She falls in and Jen gets her or whatever. But it's going to be, I didn't think she was going to die. I was like, it's going to be no, fine. No. And then it just flips to Jen jumping in. And I'm like, okay. And the next thing, zipping up a body bag. I was like, yeah. what? Yeah. And Jen's <laughs> sitting there with like a freaking like blanket and freaking out. Oh, I love that too. When Jen is at Dawson's, you made a joke about how they all go to Dawson's room all the time, but like yeah. 
it is like a comfort place for so many of them. And like that night when they're all hanging out together, watching movie night, like everyone's getting along. Dawson gets along with Jack now. Like it's a whole different dynamic was amazing. Um, But when, when Jen is in that and she's like saying Abby died, it was Joey that went to Jen immediately and like put her arm around her and was like comforting her. And I think that that moment is Joey being that way because she's like, I, I don't like the way Joey acts towards Jen a lot, but I think she definitely understands grief and loss. And I think she instantly in that moment gets past a lot of that bullshit and just sees a person grieving and is like, go time. Like I'm here to be Jen's friend. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, and that all of the characters have such great depth and, yeah, I love I love the fact that his room is is almost like Peyton's room in a way that people don't knock on the door. They just arrive at her bedroom, right? It's kind of just like, yeah. you know, accessible. So, no, yeah, uh, I liked it all. I think agreed. Dawson, we can't under underrate Dawson either, like as in like the whole uh, like inception of jack coming out with the poem not that he intended that to happen Mm -hmm. all came from dawson saying that you have to sort of give some of yourself that is like the part that you keep for yourself right or something along those lines right yeah kind of inspiring him to be vulnerable i so i have a theory and this is not um there's no like there's there's this is purely my theory i don't know if anyone else thinks this way if you guys think this way or have thought this way in the past please let me know because i'm very curious i think that jack wrote the poem about dawson and i think that he has or had some sort of feelings for dawson and i think that was part of his interest in joey that that has how that's how i've always viewed it as that it's like it was like competition but it was really like interest and then he's you know he's this poem is describing a male figure that he's lusting after that he can't have kind of thing and like he can't like breathe he can't do you know and i was like is it i i just i I kind of think it's Dawson, but I'm curious if anyone else, like what your theories are. Do you think it's, is it Pacey? Is it, you know, or is it just maybe some random guy at school and we're, we're not supposed to know who he is, you know? Um, wow. Yeah, well, that's really interesting. Yeah. That's really interesting. Well, people put your comments in the comment section on YouTube or DM us. No, no spoilers, Instagram. you know, but. Unless Never. you unless you DM me specifically with spoilers, like that's okay, but not Simon. Yeah, please don't. Yeah, please don't comment any spoilers on YouTube because I will see them. Uh, and yeah. I don't. I do not want um, to. I don't want yeah. to see them. Okay, so we did have questions and comments from listeners, which was asking what my favorite season was. Like I said, it's between three and four. Um, I'm going to assess that as we move forward. <laughs> what I will pick then, but it's definitely between three and four. Um, my gut is saying it's probably four, but you guys will understand why I'm I'm torn. <laughs> uh, okay. 
we have some polls that we're going to put out, which we talked about, but we're going to vote in these polls right now on the show. Okay. And then we'll end with any other predictions you might have. Okay. okay. First poll, Joey or Peyton? Joey or Peyton? Yeah. Oh, wow. We're crossing universes. These are all crossing universes. Oh, man. This is a two to two comparison. Who are the most similar characters on each show? One Tree Hill versus Dawson's Creek. This is a Ravens tie-in. Dom, get it? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Dom's here. Uh, so the first one, Joey versus Peyton. Oh, that's easy for me. Joey all day. And yours? I, I love Peyton Sawyer. I'm going with Joey. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to save this one for later. Pacey or Nathan? Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. That's really difficult. I'll answer this one first. It's Pacey. Oh. Yeah, I know. That's, like, I know Nathan so well. I know, I know. him so well. Oh, it's tough. It's feel like a betrayal. If, if it helps, if it helps, you can try to do only up to, se- like, through season two of each show. Like, take out the future stuff that you know about Nathan. Future stuff you know about Peyton, all that. If it helps, I guess. Uh, I don't think it will. <laughs> this is painful. This actually hurts. Yeah, that's what it's meant to do. Ah, uh, will, will Nathan or Pacey find out my decision? <laughs> I don't want them to know. If, if, if we get Joshua Jackson on the show, which I hope we do, we will edit this out. No, <laughs> I'm gonna say, uh, I'm gonna say, uh, if we're basing it just on season one and season two, then I'm gonna say Pacey. Okay, yeah, this is guys. This one's con- these are controversial. Okay, this one's easy. Anna or Jack? Jack. Jack. Uh, yeah, yeah. This was a fun one. Felix or Abby? Uh, Abby. I hate Felix. I hate Felix too, but you have to admit, very similar characters bringing in a lot of bullshit. Uh, it's a true. A lot of bullshit. I think the pro- I don't know if you. I, don't I know would go with Abby as well, by the way. Okay, I don't know if you've listened to some of our podcast episodes on Ravens talking about Felix, but apparently the yeah. actor in real life is a douchebag and grabby uh let's oh. say well at conventions to female fans and things like this so mm, we kind of just him. yeah so we kind of like as much as felix is a complete douche the act is a douche as well it kind of like this double douche so i was kind of always just gonna vote against him you know mm-hmm. jen or brooke oh. both party girls both i'm gonna go with brooke on this one I, I think you I, are too, aren't you? I have to go with Brooke Davis. Come on, I have to yeah. go with Brooke Davis. But they're they're very similar in my mind. I can Haley see that. Or Andy. Uh, very once again, very similar. Tudor yeah. girl, Tudor girl vibes. Tudor girl turning the 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 bad boy around. You know. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, you've done this very well. Uh, I'm gonna go with Haley on this one because she's really, uh, yeah. I'm gonna go with Haley on this one. What, what about you? Um, 
even if we're just saying season one and two and Haley is difficult in season two, oh, God, you know, we all have our, our thoughts on Haley in season two. I still would go with Haley despite loving Andy. There's just something about Haley. Yeah. And now the final <laughs> Dawson Leary or Lucas Scott. <laughs> Lucas Eugene Scott. Lucas uh, Eugene Scott. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, I mean, the th- you know how earlier you were saying about how people were influenced by media and people might read a comic book and they mm-hmm. say, okay, I want to be more like Superman. Yeah. When I watched this, when I was like 23, I was like, I want to be more like Lucas Scott. And and what's funny since doing the podcast and Ravens and everything is so many people hate him. Um, I do not hate Lucas. And I, I hate some of the things that he does. There are moments where I'm like, fuck you, Lucas. But like, I don't hate Lucas. <laughs> I don't hate Dawson either. Lots of people you've heard are list, like, list, lots of people hate Dawson. I don't hate Dawson. They do, um, yes. They, this, is, very- this is actually a difficult question for me as well but well, i know who i think well they're very similar and but what i like about both of them is they're well-intentioned they mean yeah. well they're not trying yeah. to cause pain and whatever mm-hmm. but they do they are flawed they make mistakes they do dumb things and uh but we all, I, I did plenty of dumb things we all do dumb things and make mistakes yeah. and whatever but i definitely see myself with their sensibilities uh, more so lucas but uh i uh, i would have to say lucas i can't go against him uh but i could uh, it's a very close it's it's not close for me but it's very i can see how it'd be close for people i'm a can i yeah. guess for you i'm going to assume oh it's actually hard i think you're probably gonna i think they say dawson because that this is like your og show so it is my OG show. I pick Lucas. Oh, I do pick Lucas. Yeah, I I like Dawson. Um, and Lucas has a lot of flaws, especially some of the stuff he does in the first season and things like that. Yeah. But I think at the at the end of the day, like you said, they both have good hearts and everything like that. I think that Lucas sometimes Dawson can be a shitty friend, or, or you know, he has he has blind spots that I think Lucas has blind spots as well, but like I can suffer his a little bit more <laughs> and like I can see his evolution a little bit more. I don't know. I I, I don't, I, I'm with you. I don't hate Lucas. I don't hate Dawson, but between the two of these guys, especially if we're doing season one and two, like Lucas Brooke dynamic, huge fan of. So yeah, I would choose Lucas in this scenario. So we agreed on all of them except for uh, Pey- Peyton, was it? No, no, no. No, picked... you agreed on that as well, wasn't it? Uh, you picked Casey. Uh, we didn't disagree on any of them, did we? We are the same. <laughs> I mean, we do view... I think we have a lot of the same views on One Tree Hill as well. Mm-hmm. Not 100% on that, but... I think so. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Yeah. Okay, so then last the last thing would be, do you have any predictions? Other so than I, what you've already said. Yeah, so I have the prediction that Andy will come back and Pacey will be with someone else, and I feel like it will be Joey. I feel like that would just be the ultimate spanner in the works. Um, mm-hmm. 
And I think maybe Jen and Dawson will get back together. I could see that happening. Um, mm-hmm. As for Jack, I'm not sure what will happen with him. I was really g- glad that he was staying. Like, um, yeah. I, and I hope that he continues throughout the seasons. But I think he might be like a, maybe like a Jake in One Tree Hill character. He might be around and then go off for a bit and then come mm-hmm. back for a bit. But uh, who knows? I'm, I'd, I'd like it if he stayed the whole mm-hmm. run, though. I think... I guess eventually they'll bring a love interest in for him. Uh, but I don't know how that will, what that will look like. Cause he already didn't, he had the opportunity to date that photographer guy and he wasn't ready, which I thought was yeah. a, that was good. Yes. That was very, very good. I think Pacey's going to go off the rails uh, for the first half of this season, like with sort of heartbreak from uh, with Andy but potentially he'll have some some nice things with his dad. Mitch, Gail's going to be gone. So what will Mitch... So there'll be some drama with Mitch. I'm going to say there's going to be a car crash this season. We had the fire last <laughs> season. I think it's time for, a, you know, maybe a car crash where the car goes into like the creek and it starts oh, to sink. That's where yeah. they get the name. <laughs> Because Dawson's dead. So they called the creek <laughs> after him. This is actually Dawson haunting the creek. That's why it's his creek. <laughs> That's it. And there's plenty of snow and cocaine all around for everybody. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. That explains it. Uh, Joey. I think Joey's going to be in a dark place because of her dad and everything. Yeah. So where will she go? And like hey. her family losing everything. Yeah. And stuff. yeah, are they who will she even be friends with? I guess maybe she will maybe she will get close to Jen. Maybe like Jen and Jack, they will sort of mm. mm-hmm. yeah, it's difficult. It's difficult to know. I would mm-hmm. ask you your predictions, but I can't. But <laughs> we already talked about it. Cocaine heaven. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, uh, I, I guess there would be an episode of her of Joey going to visit her dad again, maybe, and like confronting him, and mm-hmm. or maybe they'll just leave that. Maybe that's done because I mean he must be going away for a long time, right? Yeah, I would assume with cocaine, that's like a, a hard drug. And he was her mom died when she was like eight, I think, something like that. She's 16, so he's been away for at least like seven or eight years, at least, maybe a little bit longer if she died, you know, because her mother was dying and her dad was trafficking, trafficking the the marijuana and having an affair, like, at the same time. So like her, her dad, her dad's like actually way worse than Larry Sawyer, as much as we hate that goddamn sailor, like... These jokes are only for Ryan, who will never listen to this because he doesn't like Dawson's Creek. It's no insult to the show. He just doesn't like Dawson's, like to our show. He just doesn't like that. And yet, if you say Larry Sawyer around, (laughs) oh, that bitch. Uh, Yeah, I, um, so I would assume that, like, he's at least going to be away into her 20s, like, yeah like he's got to get at least what a decade for that you know 
yeah yeah maybe a deck maybe 10 years out in five mm-hmm. but like you know even still that's probably gonna she'll be towards the end it's, of college or something it's all of her all of her childhood is like he's he's missed all, almost all of it like yeah all yeah. of those early years for sure and it sounds like even then her mom was the anchor of the family like her dad was always kind of a deadbeat talking about childhood when as i said mine earlier when do you see your adolescence ending like as in where did yeah where where did you feel like you transitioned to adulthood it was like probably around 20 i think uh well that's a that's a that's a loaded question for me where i'm like when do you start to like Okay, when did my childhood, when do I feel like my childhood was gone? Like nine years old. Like I did not, I did not have a good childhood as we've established. And even then, like looking back now, even the years before that, there was always a lot of bad stuff involved with my childhood. Unfortunately, it's fun, you know. Um, but like adolescence ending, I would say like 2021, 20, somewhere in that range. Yeah, that's, that's kind of where I felt like, I don't think, I remember turning 21 and things feeling different, feeling like something was gone, you know? Right. Yeah. Well, and I guess 21 is, is a bit of a bigger deal in, in the States, right? Cause drinking just, age. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You can do everything at, at that point. You can do everything um, except rent a car. <laughs> How you old do you have to be to rent a car? 25. Oh, that's crazy. I, it doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. That's crazy. And now you can, you can't, they changed the laws, but like you can't buy cigarettes or anything like that at one until you're 21. It used to be 18. Joining the military is 18. Uh, getting married is 18. Sometimes 17, depending on the state. So yeah, it's, it's weird. It's all it's, random, random ages. That's like Haley's dad's speech, right? At their engagement wedding yeah, party or whatever. Yeah. Well, um, I think that the the title of this podcast, Capeside Chats, is perfect because we basically just have a chat that is structured, but just, you know, a good conversation about mm-hmm. this, which I thoroughly enjoyed. I, I'm thinking about the hoodies and T-shirts. I feel like what if we have the like, so black hoodie classic, we have a black mm-hmm. and a white, you know, the in, inverted colors. And it has in the Dawson's Creek farm, Capeside chats at Dawson's Creek podcast, and then what if we had just an image of Joey's boat, but without yes. her in it, just underneath, just like so, on the creek, and like there's just like little water, like a, yeah. like a stencil type of look. Yeah, just underneath That's it, and maybe dope. just like in the center, just nice, like not too big, just like yeah, it's happening. It will, we'll, we'll make it happen. Yeah, get that merch. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. I will, and that people, listeners, friends, let us know uh, how you're enjoying this. Like, if there's other aspects you want us to cover, if there's things you want us to talk about more or less, you know, you can go vote on that poll. The poll that we just went through is going to be on Simon's uh, Instagram after this episode comes out. So, yeah, for sure, results on the Instagram as well. For sure. Well, I I really enjoy these. This is uh, this so much fun, and it's like. I, I love the fact that, you, you know, usually you watch a TV show and then you don't really have, you don't really talk about it. You know, mm-hmm. you just move on. I love the fact that it's like, okay, we, you know, we're going to watch this for a month. And then I get to have like, you know, a great conversation 
with you about it um which is yeah. awesome so yeah it makes the experience really fun to like be able to like I'm watching it and I'm just enjoying watching it again but I I know I get to have this conversation at the same time it's so much fun yeah and this and this structure is so much fun as well like mm-hmm. the just it being so much more free and just mm-hmm. you know we just have this this one then that's season two <laughs> yeah yeah we're through a huge portion of the show just like that awesome well i i'm i i reckon it's probably gonna be about a month for each season you know so yeah. we'll probably we'll be back in about a month's time with uh with season three episode three of the podcast dripping in in merch and cocaine i mean just merch <laughs> We're putting cocaine in the orders, right? Like, <laughs> no, we're not. These are jokes. These are jokes. Don't report us. These are jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Don't wear a wire, Joey. Excellent. So, how do we sign this off? Back to you, Bob. <laughs> oh, back to you, Bob. Oh, so throwbacks to the pilot. <laughs>